Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Do you hear like an echo? Oh, you doing that again? So you don't hear it? Not really. Okay, maybe it's just uh, my my phone or or, or something. But uh, I even heard an echo. I mean, I'm hearing an echo for, of myself, but I heard an echo even when the talk show thing was going on. Do you have a uh, a new headset, a new phone? Nope, same phone. No, I'm not using a headset. So, all right, well. I'm, I'm not hearing it now, so it, it sounds like it went away. Have you have you dropped any blotter acid recently? N- not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be a never. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I um, yeah, me too. <laughs> sure. That's uh, funny shit. You're going to realize at some point that all of these shows are just one big yeah. awesome flashback for you. Huh? Yeah. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, these these so aren't these aren't actually happening. These are just acid flashback flashbacks for you. What about the replays then? We're in the matrix. Oh, right. okay. Which I which by the way I have never understood. Yeah. Well, you and many people. Uh, yeah, I, I have I have never understood the matrix. I I have to confess. I I saw the movie. Then again, then again, things like that are like over my head. Like I also never still ne- don't understand Inception. Oh, Inception was great, but I don't understand it. And I've gone to websites to try and understand it, and I and I don't understand it. Maybe you're just stupid. <laughs> might be that. Oh. Might be that. Might be that kind of idea. In the cornfield. Hey, uh, you know, hold on a second. I just started off. I just want to welcome everybody, uh, our many, many fans. <laughs> to uh to uh our back to our regular time slot uh Saturday nights here in 2016 has been our regular time slot and uh I just wanted to welcome you all to the cornfield where we're going to be talking to the cornfield. Yes. 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 Now, now here's the thing. Do you have you understand the origin of the cornfield, of course. You you definitely do. Yeah. Yeah, but I, but do you know what the cornfield holds you know, it's former baseball players, of course, right? Right. Um, so I'm getting a message from Ray, uh, Ray uh, Smolka, um, right, uh, Mr. Sinister. He says Focus. he's upset he's not working. What's that? Focus. Who cares Focus. about outside messages? Focus. Well, no, no. He, he says he wants to listen to the show, but he says he wants to hang out with us. I'm like, well, then come well, hang out. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. You've got it. You've you've got a barbecue coming up. Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Right. Right. But the, so I just want to get some barbecue. Players, I just want to get some barbecue, man. <laughs> when baseball players pass away, do you do you get more affected than when sports athletes of other? Um, Not necessarily. Uh, you know, I mean, um, the, I, the last week when Ali passed away was probably. Uh, 
you know, a bigger deal for me than 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 any than any baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, <laughs> I'll still talk about guys like you know Kirby Puckett and Tony Gwynn like they're here, like they haven't passed away, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, they died, you know. Um, so I guess I haven't had I guess I haven't had any of my favorite players pass. So I guess once that happens, maybe 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 uh, maybe I will. Well, because because Al, Al texted me the other day. I texted him as a joke. I said, "God, I can't believe this. All these stars, you know, that are passing away." Because he texted me uh, about Gordy Howe, and I said, "I know." And last week we haven't gotten over the big superstar passed away, Kimbo Slice. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, only forty, only forty-two years old. Uh, he led. He led. He led such a life. <laughs> I just and, and I actually, I actually thought, you know, about uh, boy, this, this has been a shit year, which you said last week. Oh yeah. Uh, people passing away and these superstars and these influential people, you know, but uh, it's like I I, I read you know, Twitter notes, and they, and they they say, oh, X person passed away, a, a baseball player. And it's like guys, I, like, collected baseball cards when they were rookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, uh, for some reason, it uh, it doesn't, uh, it, it it doesn't affect me like I thought that it would. You know, like, like I'm still devastated about Lyman Bostock, you know, because I was young <laughs> when that happened. You know? You know who yeah. that is, of course, right? You remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm in post office was right. killed. Right, and so in the cornfield, I have this one page, you know, the stats, and I and I, I basically have these funny stats, these things that nobody would ever follow. Runners in scoring position with two outs, inherited scores, but I always, I always nominate somebody uh, who passed away that it's, it's that award, like it's, uh, you know, the Durnell Stenson Award, you know. Right. For, you know, so. Uh, it's a little, uh, a little creepy. Uh, a little creepy. Yeah, a little, little creepy. So when well, my son, when I was talking to him the other day, I said, "God, if I was Hank Aaron at Willie Mays, I would not leave the house for the rest of the year." Only matter of time with, uh, with Willie. Uh, and I guess Hank. I don't know. It seems like it seems like uh, Hank's aged a little bit better than than Willie. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But, well, my, uh, but yeah, my brother. Yeah, knows I, I guess who, who is Willie Mays, the greatest living baseball player? Yes. Yeah. Right. There's yes. no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in agreement. There. I mean, Hank Aaron's real close. Real close. Well, well, Willie Mays is sort of in contention for the greatest player in the history of all time. Of the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you know, and Hank Aaron didn't lose any time, you know, to uh, the military like like uh, Willie Mays did. Right. Um, um, so you know, you know, there is always that what you know what could have been, and uh, you know, and Hank Aaron was known for what he did in the field, like like Willie. I mean, Willie Mays was just you know he's a legend. He's an inner circle hall, hall of famer. You know. Yes. You know, I mean, and so so is Hank Aaron. Uh, it's just you know he never had the all-around game that that Willie Mays had, and it's hard to say that about the guy that oh has more home runs, you know, <laughs> RBIs, total bases than you know anybody not named Barry Bonds, you know. Well, let's let's think about that for a second. Willie Mays missed uh, two seasons. But he, yeah, a little. 
about a year and three quarters, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that, that's correct. Um, yeah. When he came back, he had, he had a season of forty and a season of fifty home runs. So let's say he would have had seventy-five home runs. Okay. No, uh, during 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 I that can, span. I, I, yeah, I would say anywhere between sixty and seventy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, that would put him at seven thirty. Right. Which which would still be short of Aaron because it would be. Uh, right, Willie when he turned. 37, 38, he was, you know, he, he was not, like, maybe because he had a little bit more. Well, he played, more with, he played a little bit more with his legs than, than Aaron did. So when that right. started breaking, when that started breaking down, you know, the, the you know, when, when the machine breaks down, we break we down. We break down, right. <laughs> um, yeah, they, uh, um, and where, whereas, you know, Hank Aaron was, you know, a credible power power hitter until, you know, until he was 40. Right. That's right. right. Fact, so, all, so all the, big difference. Yeah. All, Different type all of players. stuff is coming up because they're talking about Big Poppy and, you know, and Beltran, the season he's having, and it's always like, you know, who's hit 40 home runs at, you know, the age of 39? And that's the yeah. discussion we had the other day. Yep. I, I didn't realize it was such a short list, but here Aaron hit 40 home runs when he was yep. – 39, then he had 20, so he, yeah, but uh, you're right, you're absolutely right about Mays playing, you know, a lot more. Um, yeah, I mean, his, he, was, he, was, he was a much more physical player, played uh, a much tougher uh, outfield position than, than, than Aaron did. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, you know, I mean, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's almost a silly argument because Hank Aaron was so good. You know, to to say that he came came in second to anybody, it would have to be a guy like Willie Mays, you know, who's just sublime, you know, in the way that he played. Yes, on the base paths, uh, you know, power, uh, you know, his his defensive prowess in center field, you know, you know, nobody's ever talked about a Hank Aaron catch, you know, <laughs> or a throw or a baseball, um, you know, uh, rise into. He's, he was just a steady. Steady, steady guy. Yeah, uh, who was who was actually a better player in his thirties than he was in his twenties. You um, you you well, uh, I say hit more home runs in his thirties than he did in his twenties. Uh, I wouldn't say better player, but uh, but just oddly enough, he did you know hit more home runs in his thirties than twenties, and that in his thirties were through the de- you know the the the, the, the mid to late sixties dead dead ball era. You know? Well, you know, um, uh, I, I don't know how much that had to do with the stadium, because you know, when he was thirty, he moved from Milwaukee to Atlanta, or thirty right, to yeah. whatever it was. But launch, you know. So uh, I'm not going to get into you that. You know, you know that that was the nickname for the old old Atlanta well, stadium. Was what the, the launching pad? The launching pad, yes, yes. Yeah. and now that I. I I'm not sure if I'm getting like baseball fatigue. Did did I tell you about the argument? Not the argument. The the, um, the thing that uh, Sean Foreman was talking about the other day. Um, oh, you said Tom, Tom Tango. Yeah, Tom Tango, um, who you know better than I do. Um, uh, he actually. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know him at all. But uh, but uh, you know, you know of I, him. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he announced his new job, and you know, and, and you know, joining you know Major League Baseball, and 
you know, giving up his career, which I, I forget what he does for a living, you know, but, but he, uh, he keeps all, he keeps all that quiet. Yeah. What, what, yeah. He, what he actually does. I mean, you know, he's mentioned jobs that he's had before for baseball, you know, he's worked for the Orioles and uh, a couple of other teams. Uh, right. But, um, but uh, he, first of all, Tom Tango is not his name. Uh, it's a right. pseudonym, and uh, and and he's he's just always kept his private life private. Well, now Major League Baseball hired him. I'm sure they paid him a nice amount of money. And what his what he's doing is he's actually going to be uh, joining Running their analytics, right? And and making their analytics you know better and more available and public and 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 Sean Foreman publicly on on uh the you know the owner of stock founder of baseball hockey reference and all that was re- really shaken by it you know he says he says you're basically gonna you know put people like me out of business yeah i don't i don't i don't know i, 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 I don't i don't agree with that i mean fan graphs and baseball reference are such a huge part of analytics and and data Coalition, and I mean, I'm sh- I'm constantly shocked at how much Baseball Reference improves on a year-to-year base- basis. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there was a while you know you know that they couldn't that um, they couldn't put the uh, you know the the if if it was an active player who was licensed by Major League, they couldn't put his image up on on, on Baseball Reference. Well, they do they do now. So it used to just be. Uh, you know, dead players. <laughs> you know that they would have images of. Wow. Um, now they've got that. Now they've got. Uh, you can go in and look at a player's minor league stats, and when you do that, it actually um, pulls up a page that has all of their stats from uh, foreign leagues, uh, yep. minor league, and major leagues. And then there are sorting options where you can say hide major league stats, hide minor right. league stats, hide, right. hide right. Japanese. Right. Yeah, which I think is fantastic. It's like you can just go on that one page, you know, and, and kind of see how they did in the minors compared to how they did in the majors compared to how they did in the Japanese league. It's, I, I, it's, it, I think it's really cool. And it's all kind of done without fanfare. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's going to hurt them at all. I really don't. I, I think that was much ado about nothing. So I started to write him and, and basically tell him, you know, I said, listen, People are love using your product. They're not going to change using their product, using your product just because something else is out there. And what I was, and the reason I brought it up is because I said, I'm, I'm wondering if people are starting to get stat fatigue. Um, I don't think yet. I, I really don't. But it's but, like but baseball cards. I mean, What's that? Tell me, tell me. I mean, I mean, there are those people that you know hate advanced statistics. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I, I think those are, those people are going to die off because they're old. Well, they, they had this thing the other day where they counted, uh, the, the hardest hit ball ever in the last yeah, two I, years. I've been, I, I've been, I've been a, I've been a big skeptic about, uh, about, uh, you know, batted ball speed. And what you're about to say absolutely proved why I was a skeptic about it. But go ahead. Okay. So um, up until that moment, this, the hardest hit ball in the history of StatCast was a home run by John Carlos Stanton at about 120 miles per hour. Right. He broke his own record. And, and what you're talking about is when you say 
hardest hit ball of all time, you're talking right. about basically three years worth of data. Data. Well, they said two, but it, it might be three. Like two, two, two or three years. It's, 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 it's whatever it is. You right. know, we're not talking Mickey Mantle. You know, hitting a 550 foot home run or or Babe Ruth. You know, nobody knows what those guys did because obviously right. those 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 uh, uh, machines weren't there to calibrate. You know, what was what was being done. So right. go ahead. Continue. So so they had they 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 captured the hardest hit ball ever, which was a, a, a looked like a weak ground ball at the second base that turned into a double play, easy double play. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. it was a little. It, it was Giancarlo Stanton who hit it. Right, it hit the grass, and, it, and as soon as it hit the grass, you know, it lost you know forty miles an hour on on right. the speed, and 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 that was that. And right. um, and they, so that's I, the I, that's that's one of those ones. I mean, I like to see batted ball distance. Yeah, I like to see stuff like that. The speed, uh, one, you know, one of the hardest hit balls earlier this year was a foul ball that Bartolo Colon hit. <laughs> well, it was in the top ten of of you know of hard hit hard hit balls up until that time, and it was and it was a foul fucking ball. Well, you know that Bartolo Colon hit. Well, let, let me, John. Um, I forget. There's this thing, um, sports science. If, if you ever see it, so so sports science, the guy got a John something with a fancy last name, where he actually does a lot of things with football combine, where he puts people through this test and he says he hit so he hit with eighty eight hundred and five pounds of vertical velocity, and it, it's a really amazing show where um, right. he breaks things down scientifically. And they had whether or not somebody could ever have hit a 550 foot home run. He's like, no, no, you know, they, they broke it. No, no, you, it's just not. Yeah, Mickey Mantle didn't do it either. Right, basically right. is what they said. Yeah, <laughs> right. They said no, no, no. And they said, and Ted Williams with a 502 foot home run, no, probably didn't do that either. Yeah. Um, but um, so the examples that they show, they said that the only way somebody could hit a ball that far is if they had immense strength and used a bat that was 14 or 16 ounces heavier than the bats that they use these days. Right. Because you're, you know, you're hitting, you know, it's like if you, if I hit you with a, with a, with a whip or not like a little, like a twig, and then I hit you with something heavier and the heavier you hit something, the harder it's going to hit. So, so the only way to hit a ball that far is to basically use a bat that you would never use, you know, in, in baseball. In baseball. Yeah. Right. Because the base, the bats are, 28, 32 ounces. I don't know what they are, but they're certainly not. Did Babe Ruth really hit with a 54 ounce bat, or is that is that horseshit? Wasn't it? Um, um, wasn't that a Shoeless Joe Jackson's bat, Black Betty? The Black Betty? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I saw know. that. I saw Black Betty at, at the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and I was shocked at how massive it was. You know. I, I don't recall seeing Babe Ruth's Babe Ruth's bat, but uh, okay, I'm look I'm looking at it right now, and they say Babe Ruth experimented with a 54 ounce hickory bat, but but that was but no, they so uh, like uh, Bud's funny get Bud's funny getting up there, <laughs> all uh, thrown to the uh, you know the, the the guys that were you know swinging trees. Uh, there was a um, yeah, here it is, Mo Vaughn, a 36 ounce bat. That's what yep. you're right. So so. Um, but right, so so that kind of proves proves what I what I was getting at. But the, um, the, the you know, Louisville you know, Slugger was uh, Louisville Slugger was in the MLB studios all day. Uh, I saw, uh, yeah. and 
and I really wanted to go out and buy a baseball bat after I saw them like etching all, you know, all, you know, I, I was like, I want to go out and buy a baseball. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to go out and buy a baseball bat for, for besides home production? You know? Oh, I have a bat here. It's a Pete Reeser bat that I bought. It's a, um, I guess it's about 70 years old. Uh, wow. Pete, Pete Reeser model. Um, I don't think he ever used the bat, but, it was a Pete Reeser model bat, which was made in 42 to 45 or whatever. So, yeah. So, um, and uh, I, every time I think of putting it on the wall, I, I, I think of that scene from the movie Signs. <laughs> Hopefully, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sway away, Morgan. Sway away, Morgan. It's like, oh, I just can't put it on the wall. It just reminds me of that stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Um, but, uh the, uh, so the, I posted something. You remember the commercial with Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin, Chicks Dig the Long Ball? Sure, yeah. So, so a couple of times I posted a tweet, you know, saying because of all the shit that people are posting on here, and I wrote, you know, Chicks Dig the Exit Philosophy. The Exit Philosophy. Chicks Dig the Exit Philosophy. Yep, there you go. It's just so... It's you know, ridiculous. It's a, it's getting a little ridiculous. So um, so yeah. you're getting mad at me about batting average. I, I'm starting to I'm starting to get a little you know like well yeah no I mean I don't think that we've had enough data to prove anything with exit velocity yet. It's been two like like I said two years. Yeah. You know once you know once once things once they collect you know five six years worth of data and we can <laughs> really see what's going on. Maybe it'll mean something. Maybe it won't mean anything at all. My, and my father told me a story that somebody was talking about, um, you know, Ted Williams um, and how he hits for power, uh, you know, because he's so skinny. And, you, you know, and he said, well, the trick of hitting, you know, for power is when, if you want to hit the ball down, you hit the top half of the ball. But if you want to hit yeah. the ball up, you hit the bottom half of the ball. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Ted? <laughs> Yeah. You know, you can't even that's why Ted Williams was never. That's why Ted Williams was never a good coach because, you know, he saw the game so differently than anybody else sees it. You know, you know, you know, you know. You remember the you know the the Fenway Park Memorial when he brings over you know Barry you know, Mark McGuire and he's Mark like McGuire. he's like he's like you know Mark McGuire and he's like could you ever you know like smell the rawhide burning. Right. Uh, you know, like when you and Mark McGuire's like, uh, yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> right. Where's McGuire? Where's McGuire? He says when you hit yeah. a foul, when you hit hit a foul ball, do you smell wood burn? Yeah, wood burn. Right. Yeah. Right. He, he's Crazy. like, yeah. He goes, all right, good. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if McGuire actually did, but but no, I, I mean, geez, you talk to Ted, Ted Williams and he asks you stuff like that, you say yes, sir. Right. Right. Um. Sure. Well, so you had a you had a day where you uh, traveled back and forth to visit our friend in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, I've actually made the rounds. Uh, I I saw Miss Jack this weekend. Who, That's right, uh, you did. Red Ruffing, who, who who would call into the to the thing. She's got a uh, wine bar out in Smithtown, Stony Brook area. Used to talk it, yeah. Used to talk. Okay. She said, "Say hi to Scrapple for me." I'm like, Scrapple. Scrapple. That's Bill Man. That's right. That's Bill Man. Yeah. So today I took a trip down with the family to to see Bill Man. Uh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he cooked you a marvelous meal. He he did. He was a little uh, taken aback that it was such a quick trip, but it's three and a, three hours there, three hours back. We stayed for four hours, and 
had to get back uh, anyway today. So uh, yeah, but we but we made it work. You got a lot going on. And I, I he was pounding uh, because of your little uh, thing that you put out the other day. What on Facebook the, the Q and A. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I put Lefe blonde, so he got me a bunch of Lefe blondes. Nice. So that was. I'm that sure. Was, I'm sure you probably only had one or two. No, I had, I had, I had uh, three. Okay. I, I, had, I had three, but I was like, dude, I gotta go, man. I can't. Be <laughs> like, so then his neighbor came by with a cigar, and it was like, this is just, this is, this is gonna start to get, you know. Thank gosh, I gotta go. So uh, it was a, it was a, it was got, a good time. Got to go. Got to go. It was a good time. So I need him to come to the corn fest. Cool. I hope he does. What do I? So, yeah, uh, so. all right. Uh, I had a I had like a, a manly man day. I, I I painted a room today. You painted a room. Yeah, I painted a room. Did the whole did the whole you know taped it up. Did a couple of uh, you know uh, coats of primer, uh, a couple of coats of paint. I'm a uh, uh, feel a little manly today. My body's a little sore from it. I, I never thought I'd get sore from 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 painting a room. But I did. Well, it's funny that you say that because because wanted uh, a picture. That's Bill's wife uh, wanted a picture uh, of us. You know, you know, it's like so we stand there, we put our arms around each other's shoulders, and she's trying to get the picture. And it took her like fifteen, twenty seconds. And we put our arms down. And he looks at me and says, "Your arm sore?" I'm like, "It kind of is. Kind of is." My legs, my legs and hips get sore based on how I'm sitting on the couch now. So I'll get up and I'm like, I "Shouldn't have sat like that." So this is not good. Yeah, so uh, you know, I took a couple breaks here and there. Had a, had had a beer here and there. I actually went down, took the dog for a walk after uh, last coat of paint, and uh, and uh, went down to the uh, restaurant down at the end of the block and had a uh, rum punch. It was delicious. So I came, so I came home and made myself a rum punch, a little uh, little uh, dark rum, some uh, tropical passion fruit. Uh, Juice that I had in the fridge, and uh, a little seltzer, a little lime seltzer to uh, to give it a little fizz. He had an orange crush party yesterday. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. He lives in a cul-de-sac, which is which is snobby French for a circle, uh, where houses are. So he's sort of a street that you know no traffic goes down, and he and he there's like ten houses, and and it, and it seems because I've I've hung out down there, it seems like every one of the houses is like a, a raging alcoholic, and they have parties almost every week, in in, in his neighborhood, and it, it, everyone chain smokes and they drink, and it's a really nice neighborhood, but these guys are like it's a really nice guys. neighborhood with a huge drinking problem. Right, I mean they're just like everyone's like yeah it was. So they said they had an orange crush party. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because they got a big tub or tubs and made vodka, triple sec, orange juice, uh, lemon and Sprite. And uh, you you mix it together and you make a drink called orange crush, which 
Chase. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we did that. We did that in college, and and they're doing it in their late forties. Yes, and early fifties. Wow, and early fifties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, we, uh, we used to we used to do things. We used to call it bash, where it was just basically like you know, you know, fruit juice, lot a lot of Everclear or vodka. You oh throw God, a whole, clear. You throw you throw a whole bunch of ice and uh, and uh, you know f- slices of fruit in it, and you actually put it in a garbage bag and put it, you know you know like kind of like set it up in, in in a garbage pail. So it was just like this huge where you just like dump your hand in with 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 a uh, with, with with a cup and and come up with like this this huge thing of really ridiculously high alcohol stuff that and we call those bash parties but we had orange crush parties we had a uh, 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 blue whale parties where we would take everclear with blue curacao and mix it with crystal light and you could not taste any alcohol in that it was crazy right well he said that was what he did he goes he didn't taste he thought he was drinking soda and uh, since we're that? doing this, since since we're doing this, we may we may you know we'll get to Twib notes in a second. Although we start talking about some baseball stuff, but uh, you know why don't we real quickly because I don't really have much to add to it. But you you wanted to talk about drinking games this week. I don't know if I want to talk about it. I want to wait till I'm a little drunk because I didn't get to drink today. Okay. I don't keep passing on it. Besides the three Belgian blonde ales that you had this afternoon. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really want to be in a festive mood for that. Okay, well, we'll we'll talk about that another. And like I said, I don't really don't have much to uh, to uh, to add to that because you know, drinking's not a game to me. It's a fucking serious business. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. I've had I've had uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. And uh, and before before little Jeter uh, goes off to college, I want him to to know about these things. Okay, so we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, what kind of uh, what kind of twib notes we got this week uh, before we do trivia and then get on to our very very fascinating topics for the for the evening? Okay. Well, the first thing I wanted to talk about um, was uh, was who the heck is this guy? This big, tall left-hander pitching for the Yankees? And hello, Arizona, yeah, yeah. Who who's this what? big, tall lefty that's pitching for the Yankees that's wearing Sabathia's jersey? <laughs> What are you, what are you, what are you, who's pitching right now for the Yankees? Yeah. No, there's a pitcher on the Yankees wearing number 52. Oh, you're just and talking about how, how, good, how good Sabathia has been recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah he's, he's, hap- he's having a, uh, a CC renaissance is, is, uh, is, is what's going on there. I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, you know. It's funny when I see, you know, oh, Yankees are winning 4 nothing. I'm like, oh, Tanaka must be pitching. I'm like, oh, Sabathia? Jeez, yeah, it's 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 a little strange. He's had a, he's he's having a. I don't know if his stuff's any better, or if he's just learning how to pitch with his stuff that he has. So, uh, ten straight uh, ten straight starts, giving up three or less runs, and then his last yes. six starts, he's given up a total of three runs. Yeah, I have no it's idea. Pretty crazy. It, yeah. it, it's it's beyond crazy. So. When I when I actually um, took a look at uh, you know at some stuff the other day, I said, I said "What the Sabathia's got a two point two eight? I don't know, maybe he only pitched like you know twenty innings yeah. or something." I had nope. I couldn't believe. So 
I know you're all excited about uh yeah, you know, you know how I, I said, uh, you know, I compared the Yankees to Godfather Three. How they keep pulling me back in. Well, well this is one. This is one. Of, this is one of those uh, um, times right now. I mean, they're losing four to one right now to to, to Detroit, uh, but they've won five in a row. Uh, you know, uh, they 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 swept uh, a series with a four game set with 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 the Angels. Beat the Tigers last night. Uh, they're pitching well. Mm-hmm. They're playing good defense. They're still not hitting, you know, incredibly well. You know, they they hit they hit in the in the series against the uh, Angels, but you know, this is a team with you know Rob Repsnyder playing first base for them. So you know, come on. Well, uh, the question I wanted to ask you as a Yankee fan, and, and and I know it's kind of a boring thing because people always talk about it, but if if you were a GM, are you a buyer or a seller now, or or a holding pat? I'm holding pat. Right now, because it's June eleventh. Right, <laughs> right. Um, one more month goes, and we're still hovering at or above five hundred. Uh-huh. Um, I'd, I'd like to see them do some mild buying right now. You know, fill some holes. You know, um, you know, uh, the Mets picked up a guy like James Loney. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not so sure. You know, Ref Snyder's any better. I mean, Ref Snyder's any worse than than James Loney. Um, you know, Loney can certainly pick it for a space where you know Ref Snyder's never played there before in his in his, in his career. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them. You know, pick up a pick up a utility guy that can that can play a bunch of positions. They had that in Dustin Ackley, and he got hurt. Um, so you know, I'd like to see them do some minor stuff. I think the pitching is going well. Obviously, the relief pitching is going very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're eight and zero now in in uh, games when all three Batances, Miller and and uh, Chapman have have appeared in the game. Well, uh, eight eight zero uh, or nine and zero. Uh, uh, Batances has had a couple of hiccups recently, but uh, um, I'm not really worried about him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I, I maybe I'd like to see them. Get a, get a bench player that, or you know, a utility player that can play play a bunch of positions, or maybe convince Carlos Beltran to play first base. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but you see, that brings up the other thing I wanted to say. If you remember, we were doing those that, those trade, uh, you know, trades yeah. that you'd like to see happen. So the thing that I wrote, which I was really, really, you know, excited about, I thought it was a legitimate thing, was that Hunter Pence get traded to the Yankees for one of their, you know, oh, left-handed closers. And you know, you know how much I love that. <laughs> and and, and then, what happened? And now yeah, yeah. Hunter Pence is injured, and the talk is trading Beltran back to San Francisco. So yeah, yeah. Com- absolute complete opposite. Yeah. The absolute. Yeah, there's also opposite. been some interest uh, in some some teams in in the Yankees. Uh, you know, one of their left. You know, one of either Miller or Chapman. But uh, I don't think the Yankees are going to do anything until. You know, if they, you know, if they run off a, uh, you know, five, five and fifteen twenty game stretch or a fifteen and five twenty game stretch, uh-huh. I think you're going to see them go one way or the other, sell or buy. But as of right now, if it's going to, unless it's going to be something small, I don't, I don't see them doing anything. I really don't, because there's nobody out there to have. There's, there's, there's. Really, nobody exciting, you know. Unless they're going to go out there and and uh, you know trade a bunch of prospect, prospects for Joey Votto, do it, do it. 
No, I'm just I'm kidding. Um, I, I don't see them making a making a huge splash right now. They're going to okay. hold that. They're going to hold that. Okay. I I I, for better or worse, I agree with you. Um, the other thing that I saw happen. Okay, I'm I'm going to read you some names. Hold on, I got to get it. Oh, I can't believe it because I changed I changed my screen. I'm going to read you some names here. This is the National League ERA leaders. Okay, you ready? ERA. Yeah. Okay. Clayton Kershaw, cream of the crop, right? Sure. Jake Arrieta, stud, right? Right. Madison Bumgarner, stud. Noah Syndergaard. Madison Bumgarner, by by the way, quickly becoming one of my favorite players ever. (laughs) (laughs) Syndergaard? That guy guy fucking plays. Syndergaard. John Lester. So you're talking about all-star stud names. Ready? This is... This is the American League ERA leaders. <laughs> yep. Stephen Wright. Yep. Stephen Wright Danny is Sa- currently currently leading the American League in ERA. Danny Salazar. And I'm sorry, I can't picture what the guy looks like without thinking of comedian Stephen Wright. Right, of course, especially because it's Boston. Um, Danny Salazar, Rich Hill, Marco Estrada, and Jose Quintana. Yeah, and Quintana just had a blow-up game last week. Yeah, you're talking about some studs, right? Well, I kind of went into the season knowing that Quintana was going to be an ace. Out of that group, I really felt Quintana was going to be an ace. Did did you hear those names? That that creep can roll, man. What? Did you hear the, the National League? You're talking about five of the best starters. In the, uh, we've in seen the it a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mr. B is here, so now we can actually start the show. <laughs> um, <and> hey, fan. <laughs> hey, fan. <laughs> and um, the, so the other thing is the, the American League, the, the pitchers, it, it's, it's, it's like a who's who of people you don't know. Right. Yeah. Trumbull I mean, leading I mean, home I mean, we, I mean, we do, but... Come on. By the way, I just turned off the Yankee game uh, to watch the Bad News Bears instead because uh, I can't watch the Yankee game anymore. Uh, which Bad News Bears? Is it the um, Walter Matthau? Uh, the Walter Matthau. Okay, good. Just just, just making sure. Because I didn't know if it was breaking training. Nope. Nope. I am, I am, uh, I am LinkedIn friends with, with um, uh, Engelbert, who is a uh, salesman in Texas. Cause I am. The only one that I that I that I know truly what he what he's doing is uh uh crap the curly haired blonde kid who's now a pastor of a church in in Los Angeles. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um. Oh crap. You're yeah. talking about Harpo Marx's grandson, Brett. Marks? Yeah, yeah. The the one who looks like Harpo Marx. Yeah. That's his grandson. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know that. Oh no, um, I, I I kind of follow a, a, a bunch of them. Um, well, Alfred Lutter, he's an internet millionaire. <laughs> he played Ogilvy. Okay. I don't know why I do this. I guess because it's sort of like yeah, Brett, Brett Marks. You were right. You were yeah, you're, you're right. Brett Marks is a is a, is is a uh, pastor at a uh, and, and I, I I somehow ran across that having nothing to do with baseball or looking up him or whatever like that, I was like, 
Wait a minute. <laughs> Is that Jimmy Feldman? <laughs> Was that his name on the Bandage Bear? Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Feldman. Okay. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out where Tanner Boyle went. Can't find him. Uh, last they last they found him, he was working in a flower store. Chris Barnes, I can see it. Chris, <laughs> he was actually a very religious kid, and he did all that stuff. Um, did all that stuff, uh, you know, against his will. You know, uh, but, but Killer Bees said one of them was was Rashak in Watchmen. It was Rorschach actually, oh. but uh, <laughs> yeah, Jack, but yeah, that was uh, yeah. and that was Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley has had uh, a bit of a career since then. Jackie Earl Haley and uh, and. Uh, and uh, Tatum O'Neill have have done okay for themselves. Well, Jackie Earl Haley was 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 nothing until uh, until for some reason um, he did a uh, I, I don't know who who uh, there was a movie with um, Sean Penn. Kate Winslet. No, 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 it was before that. Um, no, that, that, movie. That, that movie with Kate Winslet actually came out after the one that he had filmed with Sean Penn. Oh, okay, so it was Sean Penn. Uh, that and it was actually one. Sean Penn that insisted that Jackie Earl Haley get that role. I thought I heard that before. And yeah. uh, and that kind of reinvigorated his career. And then he did that movie with Kate Winslet where he played a pedophile, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and was nominated for an Oscar. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then and he did and, and then he did uh, He was actually a you know a perfect Rorschach in, in The Watchmen. You know. Yep. Uh, when are you when are you people going to realize? I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. <laughs> when, he's in pri- when he's in prison, he's oh, so so good. Yeah, I, uh, I have a I have a little crush on Malin Ackerman. Do you? Oh, okay. Malin yeah. Ackerman to me. I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't, no? I, it's it's a uh, obviously beautiful beautiful woman. I don't think she can act her way out of a fucking paper bag. Yeah, but I I like I like. But, the Swedish actresses. So. There, there you go. Okay. And uh, then he did uh, Shutter Island. Then he did a great remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I didn't see I, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. You did, which is shocking because I'm such a horror movie nut. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to stay away from the remakes of things that were beloved. Like there was a Poltergeist re- re- remake. Oh, recently, I wouldn't watch that. And I heard oh. of it. Awful, and I I I'd actually heard that the Nightmare on Elm Street one was decent, but not great. You know, for for those remakes, you know, what was a great one was um um Bruce Campbell, uh, Evil Dead. The last Evil Dead remake was actually a lot of fun. They they uh, they you know they kept it you know, tied to the original material, but they had some fun with it and, and it was gruesome and it was scary. And I, I, I thought, I thought they did a, you know, really good job for, you know, a horror remake, but, uh, and the evil dead, you know, as, as killer B is saying, the evil dead TV series is on uh stars right now. Uh, he's saying that's a lot of fun. I haven't seen any, I, I actually saw the first episode. I haven't seen any of that. Bruce Campbell's just a lot of fun. He's Bruce Campbell's interesting dude. Well, they're, um, I I was watching, um, what's it called? Uh, a movie, you know, where they show the credits that are that are rolling. You know, you're not the credits. You know, like the coming yeah. soon, coming soon. 
and I saw they were doing a remake of a movie that I thought I was like, you know, sort of like old enough when it came out. And it might have been Poltergeist. And I think I looked at Robin and I said, are we that old that they're redoing movies from when we were like teenagers? Yeah, not even, yeah, yeah, we were in college, I think, when Poltergeist came out. And it was like, I don't believe they're doing a remake. They're doing a remake of War Games. That's just silly. You know, and I'm just like, oh, my God. They're doing a remake of War Games. They're doing a remake of American Werewolf in London, which, which I... Well, they did the American Werewolf in uh, in Paris thing, uh, which was terrible. Terrible, right? Terrible. Yeah, it was all CGI. Yeah. I'd, I'd really love to see somebody do uh, a, a, a an earnest werewolf movie where it's not CGI, where... You know, they go and find Rick Baker, who who did who did the uh, uh, the makeup for uh, American Werewolf in London. You know, somebody like him, or or, or you know, or, or one of the guys, Greg Nicotera, or you know, somebody somebody that 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 you know that that is doing working on Walking Dead, and just do a really good scary werewolf movie. But mm. yeah, if you by the way, if you want to see a really really bad werewolf movie, see Wolf with Jack Nicholson. And and yeah, and, yeah that, and before, movie, that movie that movie didn't know what the fuck it wanted to be. <laughs> it was so crazy. Him him uh, and uh, James Spader. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah. Holy crap! Oh, but oh, uh, look at that! The Mariners drafted Griffey Junior.'s kid. <laughs> wow, Griffey Junior. Junior. Uh, yeah, Trey Griffey. That's a cool name. That is pretty cool. Trey. Right. Trey Griffey. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. All these things are right. really coming through. Do you have anything Other... else for Twib before we move uh, on to trivia? Uh, well, let me see if there's anything interesting on my list. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you hear the uh, the latest talk about what they're doing with the All-Star game? No. I mean, it's almost a done deal what they're going to do. You watch the Major League All-Star game? Um, I, I usually have it on in the background while I'm doing other things. Okay, well, it, it's not exactly, you know, compelling drama, you know, and it's not fun because now they have interleague, and there's so many games on TV. That the All-Star game for me growing up, you know, it was like instead of actually seeing, let's say, I don't know, uh, Dave Winfield on the Padres only getting to see him four times a year, I got to see him at the All-Star game. So it was, that was right. interesting. But now, you know, so they're talking about, Changing the All Star Game and having it be U.S. versus the world. Uh, they, they did that with the uh, Futures Game. Uh, yeah, and, no, uh, it's, it's, it's got it's it's got to remain American League, National League. They're talking like this is going to happen in a couple of years. Like they're definitely changing the All Star Game, uh, U.S. versus the world. I don't like it. Yeah, so that's the other thing that that they were talking about this week. And the other yeah. thing is, it always, yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, the only other thing is that I want to talk about is, did you see Snoop Dogg's throw at uh, opening? Yes, it was terrible, but <laughs> you could tell, you know, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if Crash Davis told him to hit the mascot or anything before before the throw, but uh, you could tell that it looked, at least it looked like he knew how to throw, as opposed to, uh, you know, like like Fifty Cent, yeah, which was for <laughs> Gary Delabate, uh, Flop Flop Louie, uh, but uh, he, 
it, it got away from him. <laughs> Let's just say that. I don't think I don't know if these guys actually practice when they're up on a mound because throwing off of a mound is so different than than uh, than throwing off flat ground. But, do, uh, they, do they just yeah. think we're black? We're good at, good at you know one sport. You know we're good at playing wow, basketball. You are just continuing on with your racism. So I was trying to think we're only to that. So but, you know, Gary Gary Delbody's not black, right? I, I know, but I'm. I mean, the, I mean, come on. And, and I don't know what other sports uh, uh, Snoop Dogg plays. You know, I, I, to me, uh, he's always been a huge uh, baseball fan. He's always talked about being a baseball fan. Uh, he's a huge wrestling fan too. But uh, uh, listen, he's always talked. Listen, about- there is an aura of the fact that there are certain types of people who are not good at sports, such as the Jews, uh, and there are certain people from certain demographic backgrounds that are very, very, you know, solid athletically. And okay. when you see when you see a rapper, and every time you see him, they're wearing a, a sports jersey, and to see them throw. Worse than my daughter. <laughs> it just makes. <laughs> but me like worse. I said, the, the the throw wound up being terrible. But you can see that that there was some athleticism behind even even the way he was throwing. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but uh, but yeah, it was a terrible throw. Okay, uh, so oh, I just yeah. wanted to get that get that out there, um, and uh, yeah, okay. So so you're you're being nicer than than I am. So yes. Okay. I, I thought it was it's bad. So I, thought it, I, I, I thought he did it in good. He had good fun with it. Uh, it, it wasn't nearly as bad as, as some of the other ones that have been out there. Oh well, Delavante's was the worst. Yeah. Well. Right. No, I, th- I think I think Fifty, 50 Cent was worse. <laughs> well, you know what it is? At least Fifty Cent had a little bit of a, of a pitching motion, and the ball just went crazy. Delavante did not have a pitching motion. But uh, <laughs> it's just I'm sorry. I I just I can't understand how like I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. Never mind. Who, who, but I will ask you this. Let me put it this way: Who taught you how to have, how to throw? Rask. It wasn't my dad. It was. Uh, it really wasn't my dad. No, it was. Uh, it was. It was playing ball with the kids in my neighborhood. You know? Yeah. Okay. Right. Because my, you know my father my father wasn't a baseball guy. Right. I mean, I would have a catch with him. I would have a catch with him, but I wouldn't. I, I couldn't remember. His, I can't remember what his throwing motion was like. I mean, I think when I was five, I was probably I probably threw the ball better than he did. But you see, I I had one catch with my father in my entire life, and uh, it, it was it was with my hey, friends. Hey, hey, Dad. You, yeah, you, yeah, you want to have a catch? I'm good. You know, I cry every time. Yeah. <laughs> So, but my father, um, I, I learned at that moment that he was uh, a word I never knew before called ambidextrous. Oh, okay. You know, my father could, could do everything right-handed and left-handed. I thought you were going to say he threw like a girl. No, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah, freaking gun, my father. And he, and he, he was 30 years older than me, and he, he outran me. Was like, and he was a fat bastard, too. So he, and then he told me, yeah, he was a he was a track star and all this other crazy stuff when he was younger. I'm like, my dad played um, the, the, my dad played played ice hockey. Uh, so I have no idea uh, about any of that because I've been on a pair of ice skates once in my entire life, and I thought my ankles were going to break. It was a, one of the one of the worst pains I've ever had in my life. 
is what? Uh, ice skating. I have terrible. I have terrible ankles. When I when I oh, when I was in, oh, when oh, I was in oh. college, I played a lot of um, intramural and and uh, I played. I we played basketball every single day, and I used to badly sprain my ankles once every month. Mm. One, one of my ankles. So I have my ankles are just fucking just a mess. And uh, when I was about thirty. I went uh, I went ice skating with uh, an ex girlfriend, and uh, I, I was not a manly man. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I was I was uh, I, I was very wimpy about the whole the whole situation. Well, uh, I, um, I I I never played I played deck hockey, but I never played ice hockey. And uh, Mr. B here is saying that he never had a catch with his father but he played ping pong with him, which meant him smashing the ball at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fun. Like, uh, okay. Uh, and that <laughs> hockey was his best sport, which I, I can't picture Brody yeah. growing up in the city and skating. But uh, but uh, I, um, I, 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 never, I never had a catch. So I was trying to make it a, a saying that, you know, usually fathers teach their kids to have a throw, but I, I'm not going to go there because right. I've, I've already said too much. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. So why don't we move on to uh, trivia, and then we'll we'll hit our hit our couple of topics because they're so much fun. Uh, the, I have a quick, I have a quick trivia question for you. Um, go on. You and I are both kind of obsessed with speed power guys, right? Constantly. Constantly. Love a thirty thirty guy. Um. But you know, in in since two thousand and ten. There have only been 11 players who've done 20, 20, 20 home runs, 20 steals, two more times. I think some of the names are going to shock you. But okay. what, what I'm asking you is the, for the four that have done it three or more times since 2010. So 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. I can count. Is, is, this the tr- is this the question? The question is, name the four players that have done it three or more times in the 2010. Uh, okay. Uh, McCutcheon? I, th- I, think, I think you're going to get three of them. And McCutcheon is definitely one of them. He did it three times. Uh, Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez has only done it twice in the 2010s. Um, okay. Um, I, I know um, because he isn't a good player. He, he wasn't that great of an on-base guy. But, uh, oh, God, who's the guy in Texas now? Oh, God, the Texas outfielder. He was a shortstop for, for the Washington. I always get the Washington guys confused. Let me just give you his name. Uh, yeah, God Almighty, I I always get the Washington guys. Yeah, he's playing center field. Uh, he's get, playing center field for the uh, for the for the Rangers right now. Uh, not it's not Rendon. Oh God, give me Ian Desmond. Ian Desmond, right? Ian Desmond. Yeah. He okay. is he is also done it three times. So yes, you've got Kutch and Desmond, and there's two more. Um. Twenty to a Braun. Ryan Braun, very good. He's done it three times. Yes. 
uh, and I will say the Jew. Kinsler. No, Kinsler has not even done it twice. <sighs> okay. I said Gomez, right? You said Gomez, he's done it twice. Um, Trout, definitely not. Trout's done it twice. Uh, I said McCutcheon, so someone else has done it three times. This player actually has done it four times. Holy shit. Um, it's not Matt Kemp. Uh, uh, can, can I say the Uptons and combine them? Nope. But BJ Upton has done it twice. Okay. Justin has it. Um, Pollock hasn't played enough. Um, Han- no, Hanley's no Hanley doesn't do that shit anymore. But Hanram has done it twice since 2010. Yeah, I okay. I I'm gonna take a shot here. Uh, he probably hasn't. Because you seen three times. I was gonna say Michael Brantley, but Brantley probably nope. hasn't done it. Brantley hasn't even done it twice. All right. Gosh, I thought he did it. Would have done it twice. Too many injuries. Uh, Jason Hayward, no. Uh, gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need to, to phone a friend. <laughs> okay. Um, this player who has done it four times, right, has done it all for the same team. That's the hint you got. No. Um, all for the same team. Yep. Um, I would say he's probably more known as a power hitter than as a speed guy, but he has stolen 20 bases four times since 2010. Um, well, geez. That's not Soriano. No, no. It's not Ellsbury. He stopped hitting that type of power. It's not Ellsbury. Only Same did, uh, team? Oh, God. Don't laugh at me for this. David Wright? <laughs> not David Wright. David Wright, who had a couple of those seasons before 2010, but really hasn't since. Can't even think of anyone who's been... Who's been... A right, let me tell you guy. some of the other guys that have done it twice. Okay. It's not going to help. Shinso Shin Chu. <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought that. Has done it twice since 2010. Okay. Alex Rios has done it twice. No way. Yes, since 2010. <laughs> that one blew my mind. Alex Chris Young, Rios? Chris Young did it twice with the Diamondbacks. All right. All right, wow. so the last the last player that hasn't been mentioned. Alex Rios had... Yeah, Alex Rios. Um, wow. Plays in the NL West. Well, Kemp. And I told you Kemp has, has only done it once since 2010. Padres, Giants, Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence, last guess. That's not, that's not it. Keep going, different team. Rockies, TJ LeMay, no. Cargo? Cargo. 
Fargo has done it four times. I hard to believe. never think of I know. him uh, as I, a speed I, that's guy. What I'm saying. He, uh, you think of him as a power guy. You don't think of him as a speed guy. Uh, you, could, you could have bet the uh, you could have got me to bet the farm that he ever had twenty stolen bases, and I w- and I wouldn't have wouldn't have bought into it. He had twenty mm-hmm. stolen bases four times. Four times. You're right. Blow my Isn't that mind. crazy? No, Isn't that crazy? He would not. Twenty six, twenty, twenty, and twenty one. Would not have uh, have gotten that. Yeah, I mean, since wow. since since then he's had three, two, and zero. <laughs> so so clearly not known. You know, last year when he had forty home runs, he had two stolen bases. He didn't get caught though. He didn't get caught. <laughs> Just for, you know why he didn't get caught? So like what? Because somebody was saying, why the fuck is Cargo running? <laughs> and they didn't throw because they wouldn't have assumed he would have been running. Wow, I'm sorry. I. I usually think that I, I know what I'm talking about, but I did not see that. I would not have known that. I would not right, have known that. So, uh, so do you have any trivia for me? I do, but I'm, uh, I, I just had to go in and take a look at Cargo and look at that 26, 20, 20, and 21. Yep. Goddamn right. I would not. I would, I, I would not. I would shit you not. And now I feel like Rosie O'Donnell. Shit, let's go practice. <laughs> I got it wrong. <laughs> let's go practice. Hey, you, okay. tall girl. Come here. How'd you do that? Oh, Desmond, look at that. Brody got Desmond. And Phillips, wow. Yeah, that's a good yeah, guy. It wasn't Phil- Phillips didn't do it, though. Okay, yes, I have I have some quick trivia for you. Uh, I'm not even sure I want to ask this one. That's- okay. Mm, yeah, I don't like that question. That was recent. Okay. okay. You don't have um, to ask me a trivia question at all. Last, last week, I didn't give you one. Well, no, I, I, here, here's one. There have been, since, since uh, 1975, there have been four, four years in which Yankees had two hitters hit 340 or more. Okay, Winfield and and uh, Mattingly in 1986. Right. Or 85, 85. 84. 84. Well, okay, so I was off by. Okay. You asking me to name the other years? Well, here's the thing: there, there have been set, there have been seven teams in which players they had teammates of hitting because we're doing good fellas. So I wanted to do teammates, you know, because it's your good fella, it's your it's your teammate. So yeah. I had teammate questions. So the first question was Yankee teammates, uh, a teammates that hit 340, and I found that there was like seven teams that had two players that hit 340 or more on the same team. Okay. Four, and four of them were Yankees. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. That's right. Okay. They have good fellas. Since since 1975 or so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So I'm curious if you could name, because that's the only one I could name. Okay. So I got Winfield and I got uh, Bernie and Paul O'Neill. No. Paul O'Neill and somebody, right? Right. <laughs> What's that? Yes. Okay, so Paul O'Neill and this would have been 95? Strike year 94. 94. Strike year 94. Paul O'Neill and Somebody else on the fucking Yankees hit 340 that year, huh? That is correct. 
That's insane. 1994. Let me get back to that one. Okay. Um, Bernie did lead the league in hitting one year, but I think he hit 330-something. Well, no, he did hit 340, and as did one of his teammates. Bernie and Jeter. That is correct. Okay. Uh, so there's one more, and then there's the Polonial one, right? Yeah, but you, yes, you already you already did the hard one. Bernie and Jeter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Bernie. Oh, okay. I thought Bernie's was. I thought he hit like three thirty-seven that year, but uh, uh you know, I, I knew he, I knew he led the league in, in hitting. Um, another one was it from the seventies, early eighties, or was it from no, uh, no, no strike year, and then nope, one a little more recently. A little more recently than the strike year. I'm so, so glad. So you're saying like get this one? You're saying like <laughs> last year, like last year. Um, I will tell uh, you that these two players are no longer playing for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, I am so glad you didn't get this. I feel validated. I haven't. I haven't given up yet, though. Uh, let me just let me let me let me let me think. Um all right, let me let me go back to ninety four for, 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 for a second because I think I could probably come up with come up with a, a, a decent guess, nineteen ninety four. Um it, it, it definitely wasn't I I know Madden Lee was on the team at that point, but he definitely didn't definitely did not hit that. No. So I'm gonna go with their third baseman who was way boggs in that. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. All right, so, so, so that that makes me feel a little bit better that I that, that I got that. Um, recent Yankees that have hit three forty or better. God, Ichiro didn't do it when he was the Yankees. What's that? Teammates. Yeah, I know, but I'm just trying to think of of recent guys that have that have done it. Um, Robbie Cano. That is correct. And then there was. Derek Jeter had a big high batting average late in his career. Was it Robbie Cano and Derek Jeter? That is also correct. Okay, there you go. <laughs> all right, so I got all four. Four years. Took a little while, but I got it. Mattingly Winfield, Boggs and O'Neill, Jeter and Bernie Williams, which was the hard one, and Cano and Jeter, which I thought you were just going to get off the top of your. Yeah, the first one. I no, because in my mind, I still see Cano is more of like a three fifteen, three twenty hitter. I, I, you know, I, I, and I know that he's had he's had several good. Uh, you know, you know the, the the talk of Cano when he first came up. Most analysts and managers said, you know, when he first came up, I think his second year he hit he hit three forty something. Um. Uh, most most guys said this guy's going to win a batting title, and I think that was the highest he ever hit was like his second year. I mean, I could I, be wrong. I, uh, I, uh, I, I mean, I, by the way, he's been fantastic this year. I took a look at the 2006 Yankee team. Yeah, and I, I, Giambi, 37 homers, <laughs> Damon, 24, Posada, 23, with a high on base. Cano and Jeter hitting 340. A Rod 35 home runs hitting 290. 
Yeah. They had Randy Johnson, <laughs> Mike Messina, and yeah, they, that, Shin Ming Wong. That's a team, and Shin Min Wong was the best pitcher on that team. That, that that was a team that should have that that should have won it, but uh, but they and did the, not. And then I saw the rest of their rotation of Sean Chacon, Jared Wright, and Corey Lytle. And, and uh, by the way, dead Corey Lytle. That was the that was the year that he passed yeah. away. Yes, Corey Lytle in the cornfield. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. So are you ready for the real trivia question? That was a warm-up, and this is a very okay. quick one. Okay. Okay, hold on. I want to see if uh, Brody, he goes, I suck at trivia. <laughs> he wrote Garrigan and Ruth since 75. <laughs> oh, God. He said, he's having trouble Lytle. typing tonight, too, so I'm wondering, you know, how much how much he's had to drink. He says, Corey Lytle's career crashed and burned. <laughs> oh, God. Terrible. 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 Oh, God. Okay, here's a real trivia question. If I was to tell you the two teammates in the American League, because they're good fellas, the two teammates in the American League that had the most career home runs as um, as teammates, you would know that off the top of your head, correct? All time. American League? Yeah, one yeah. team. Maris and Mantle. Great, right off the top of your head. Who's the National League? Uh. Um, National League. Um, is one of them Barry Bonds? <laughs> yes, yes. One of yeah. them is Barry Bonds. <laughs> it's, is it Barry Bonds, and that's it. Wouldn't be Matt Williams. Uh, Barry Bonds, and and uh, one of those questions like the Home Run Brothers. You know, the two yeah, brothers yeah, Hank the Aaron, Hank Aaron, Hank, Hank, and Tommy Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Hank and Tommy Aaron. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Barry Bond. It's not Jeff Kent, is it? No, it is not. Who I thought it no. was. Uh, Barry Bonds and J.T. Snow? That is not correct. Is it Barry Bonds and Benito Santiago? No, I, I, I have no idea who the second who the second guy. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Barry Bonds and... He's from St. John's University. Grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, that just threw me for a loop. Who? Who, who is it? Rich Aurelia. <laughs> That's a good Rich, Rich Aurelia and and Barry Bonds hold the career home run record. And makes. How many did Aurelia hit that year? Twenty-seven. Thirty-seven. Rich Aurelia hit thirty-seven home runs one year. Well, he was dipping into, uh, you know, <laughs> grandpa's uh, cough medicine. <laughs> the Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rich Aurelia hit three, 37 home runs. I actually have a bigger problem with that than Barry Bonds hitting 73 home runs. Right, right. Yeah, I have I have a big problem with a lot, like Marcus Giles. I got a lot of problems with these guys who, you know, who had no business doing what they were doing. That's um, crazy. Yes, yes. That's crazy. All right, so you ready to move on to the all-fugly team? I, I, I am. The Don Mossy All-Stars. So uh, this is a segment. We're going to be doing this over the next several weeks where we're each <laughs> filling out a roster of ugly players uh, because right. we're mean assholes. God, i got to post this tomorrow. You, you got what? You, i got, I got to post this on the site tomorrow. This is too good to not be posted. What's that? 
I got to post the pictures of these guys on the site. Oh, you haven't done it yet? No, I've been busy with work. All I right, have, so well, so you're going to want to do it because I'm going to throw out a guy right now. Oh, let's let, 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 let's recap the names. So okay, far. well let's recap the names. Uh, I'll recap mine. Uh, I've done uh, uh, Otis Nixon and Johnny Dickshot in uh, in the outfield. Um, ugly John, Johnny Dickshot, and I've got Charlie Huff uh, as my starting pitch, one of my starting pitchers, and uh, Julian Tavares as as my relief pitcher. And you have go. Um, <laughs> I have Randy Jones uh, as the ace of the rotation. Uh, and okay. Mr. B, you missed this last week. Um, I have White Sammy Sosa as my uh, as my starting right fielder. Um, and then I have. And I'm, I'm just going to three. I'm just going three outfielders. I'm not picking. Yeah, yeah well, I'm done with my outfield because I also picked Colby Rasmus in center and George Foster in left. There you go. Okay. Right. I'm just picking. So. I'm just picking three outfield positions, regardless of where they played. Yes, that's fine. Okay, so. Um, if you're going to be updating this with pitchers, you're definitely going to want to throw this guy up there. Uh, I'm picking a catcher. Um, Ooh, you know, that was mine too. And, 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 I, and I, I wanted to throw it out there because I, I, I thought you might have um, picked this guy. Um, maybe you didn't. But uh, anyway, he played for 15 years in, in the 60s and 70s. Is this the same guy? Uh, there's two catchers I have. That fits the profile of one of them. Okay. Um, weird trivia. He was the last man ever to face Sandy Koufax. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know that. Twice. He was an all-star in the 60s. In 1966 and 1967. I, I'm, really, I looked, I'm looking at it, and I'm not sure why. The dude hit 221, 293, 364 in, in, in 1966, made the all-star team. The next year, 215, 298, 318. Yeah. yeah. And made the all-star team. I, I mean, I, I know offense was down in the, six, in, six, in the mid-60s, mid to late 60s, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, do you, do, you, do, you, do you know who the um, – the, he, yeah, he was a reserve – uh, for Baltimore, because I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I'm talking about uh, Andy Etchebarren. Right. And I'm right. not sure if I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, but I honestly don't give a fuck because he is just ugly as sin. Um, you know, on his baseball card, it has a C for the catcher, but I'm pretty sure Pops meant that for Caveman or Cro-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, check out those eyebrows. I yes. mean, that's... That is that is that's an ugly dude, and and I've seen pictures of Andy S. Barron, and you know he played until uh, you know you know he played until when we were younger in, in, in the seventies, um, you know for other teams uh, I think the Giants and uh, a couple of other teams, but I've always seen pictures of him as just being like you know like you know like the Don Mossy picture of just being like a really ugly fucking guy, right? Andy S. Uh, I didn't realize he was in the league for as long as he was, and I guess well respected. He had, he actually in 1966, besides making the All Star team while hitting 221, 293, 364, uh-huh. also got some MVP votes that year. Oh my God! <laughs> so hey. was definitely well respected, um, but yeah, that 
that dude, that dude, you know, like I, I, I look at him and I, th- I think of Phil Hartman, caveman lawyer, you know. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm, I'm but a simple caveman. <laughs> yes. So he was, he was one of the catchers you were going to pick. So I'm glad I got him out of the way. Uh, yes. Yes, he definitely was. Um, All right, so you know your second catcher pick is safe. You don't have to give it to us tonight uh, because I'm only picking one catcher. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I guess. Um, the uh, I am picking a catcher, um, and I'm I'm picking a catcher. I'm not even sure if it qualifies. But okay. I I picked him anyway, um, and 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 if you don't know who this player is, as a friend, I advise you not to look it up because it will okay. scare you. <laughs> um, he actually makes Don Mossy look, look like look handsome. Okay. Yes. He played um, three seasons, had a total of sixteen. Uh, games. Okay. Wow. Right. So you 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 went you went deep. Right. Oh, I definitely went deep. And but the thing is, he probably has more baseball cards than players who played for ten seasons. And I don't know why. Because okay. he, I think it's because, in fact, when they do set reissues, they seem to have a card of this guy. And I'm telling you, he played sixteen games. And his name is Frank Zupo. And if you could Google Frank Zupo, Z-U-P-O, right now. Never heard of him. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, I thought, I thought that Andy Echeverin had some bad eyebrows, but yeah, yeah, this guy's got this guy's got the unibrow to end all unibrows. Yes, yes. Frank Zupo has to be my catcher. <laughs> that's an ugly that's an ugly individual. Yes. Now, but here's the thing with Frank Zupo. No, I was gonna say if he had somebody fix those eyebrows, he would have been okay. But no, he's still a pretty ugly guy. His, I, I like that his nickname is Noodles. <laughs> I can't believe he has a nickname. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of dig that. Yeah, Frank Zupo. Weird because he batted 500 in his final season. <laughs> he batted four at bats. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, but you would think that a, that a that a catcher that could hit four, you know, at age 21. I mean, there's got to be a story behind this guy. He reached the majors at age 17. Yeah. What the, wait a minute. There's got to be there's got to be a, a Frank Zupo story. Do you, do you know his story? Uh, n- no, no. He 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 came in. He had never played in the minor leagues, uh, and he um, he came up uh, with uh, with Baltimore. Um, I don't know why. I, I have no idea who he was related to or what. But uh, that's he went, his first he went season, in 1957. He Along with George Zuverink, yeah. Zupo twice formed the only Z battery in Major League history. 
first time a Z pitcher ever pitched to a Z catcher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's he's he held he held a few jobs after baseball. Do you know? I wouldn't he a, know. He was a How fishing guide. He was because I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Oh, he was a, a fishing guide, a business owner, and a wholesale leather proprietor, which really just brings up with with you know the unibrow and everything. The wholesale leather proprietor just really is kind of scary. Wow. 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 All right. Let me uh, continue on to my next one. I decided that I was being a little mean with these. Basically going on looks alone. Uh, You know, I I decided I didn't want to be, I didn't want to, uh, you know, just, just judge a book by its cover. So I went with a guy who was ugly on the inside. Uh, oh, Ooh, that's interesting. Interesting. Right? interesting. I'm my, first, my first ugly on the inside guy. And he's a guy that's currently playing. Oh. Um, um, shortstop, Yunel Escobar. Uh, he's yeah. playing third base now, but that's fine. Well, but 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 at the time he was a shortstop, and and um, and <laughs> I'm I'm picking him as a shortstop for my team. Um, do you know why I'm picking him? Uh, I, I have no idea why you're picking him. Okay, so back in 2012 when he was playing for Toronto, um, you know, would wear eye black, you know, those 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 uh, eye patches, and he one game decided to wear eye black with the words to a ere maricon on his eye black, which uh, is Spanish for you are a faggot. Uh, He was suspended three games as a result and, you know, apologized and whatever like that. But this is a guy that showed up on the field with the words you are a faggot on his eye black. Hmm. I don't know know if intimidate the... You know the the Latino player. You know it was it was two era, two era marathon. So I don't know if it was to, a way to try to intimidate the uh, the Latino players on the other team, or he just thought it was funny. It's not funny. It's pre- it's pretty shitty. So I'm gonna say, you know Escobar for being ugly on the inside is is my shortstop. Oh my goodness! You see, you always stretch. You know the boundaries here. I try. You do. I I I actually have to make mention when I put that down that uh, yes. Wow, that's good. That that kind of changes who I'm going to put down. Okay. I, I was actually going to do something, you know, but I'm going I can't do that because I I respect so much what you did there. Okay. I'm going okay. to pick somebody else. Um, the person <laughs> I picked. Uh, is is actually uh, ugly. Um, By the way, um, Jose Fernandez is uh, pitching a no hitter right now. Oh, okay. No, it's the first inning, but you know. Oh, shut up! <laughs> I guess you wanted to blow the no hitter. So, <laughs> the pitcher that I'm going to pick happens to be uh, ugly uh, on the outside. Okay. Unlike unlike your pitcher, um, my pitcher, my pitcher. Uh, unlike unlike your player. Oh, my player. Okay, okay. So you, right. you, you no, you stuck with the 
you stuck with the being mean, which is which is fine. Which is I'm going to tell you, 90% of my picks are going to be mean. But uh, but I decided to uh, get a little serious with my last pick and go with somebody who's ugly on the inside. Okay, well well you you've you've done that. It's and it's impressive. Um, the uh, you know, and, and I told you I've done you know quite a bit of, of research uh, on players. Um, this guy held or may still hold a major league record for pitching the most innings without giving up a home run. Wow. And he pitched 269 innings without giving up a home run. And he's, a starting, he's a starting pitcher? He is not. He is he not, is a, not a starting pitcher. No, so you're picking him as your, as your relief pitcher? Yes. Okay. I, I have many choices for picking a relief pitcher. Okay. Uh, and I'm picking him. And the reason that I know that he had the record is because my friend Andy growing up, his favorite player was John Stearns. My favorite player was uh, Rusty Staub. And after he gave up uh, and he went three years of relief, 269 innings without giving up a home run, and then he gave up home runs to John Stearns and then Rusty Staub. Okay. So, uh, however, um, he uh, – do you remember um, – do you remember uh, the uh, the movie um, – oh, God – I can't remember that. I don't know what, what, what what's the Kevin Costner movie uh, when he's in the minors. Uh, I can't believe I can't remember the name. I'm so embarrassed. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, do you remember? You the okay, Did you just Bull have a Durham? stroke that you couldn't that you couldn't remember Bull Durham? I, I'm really I'm, I'm I'm just I'm looking at all these ugly guys. I'm a mess. You know what? You know what? Take a little what? break. Take a deep breath. <laughs> have Robin bring you a uh, bring you a cocktail. No. no, 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 no. I'm I'm just getting. No, I'm good. I'm good now. Full, okay. full Durham. Do you remember the scene when Kevin Costner flooded the minor league park? Yep. Okay. That was actually stolen from something Greg Minton actually did. Greg Minton actually did that. Greg Minton. Is the pitcher who actually did that. And he is my relief pitcher. Do you know who Greg Minton is? I'm looking him up right now. Okay. Oh, Keith. Okay. He is buck-tooth rabbit. Right. Uh, Bad glasses, bad hair. Oh, that's 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 an ugly man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he didn't help himself any with the glasses. Why was he nicknamed Moon Man? Because he was a bit of a weird dude like Bill Lee. Like Bill Lee? Okay. Right. See, now, see, I'm looking, there are some pictures of pictures of him. Yes. Where he kind of looks normal. No, right. no, no, he's you know, no, he's got the stupid hand hang dog face with the big <laughs> with the big teeth and stupid. You know, no, he's, this is an ugly guy. Yeah. When when you started this contest, he, he he shot to my mind as the first person. Oh, okay. The first person who came to mind. Was was yeah, Minton because of that fucking nineteen seventy eight Topps baseball card that just it bothered me because I was like I don't want to look like that as an adult. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, how is he even wearing that hat? I mean, that's just a terrible hat. Right. It's 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 not fitting up to his head. I, I, I don't know what's going on. It's funny. I I, I called up Greg Minton and and did the uh, a Google search of images, uh-huh. and right next to him is a picture of Andy Etcher Barron. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, I scroll down. A, I scroll down a little bit, and there's a picture of of him and Andy. Etch- well, picture of him right next to Andy Etchebarren. That's Jesus. That's pretty weird. Because <laughs> I guess. All right. So. So our our additions this week are uh, Andy Etchebarren at catcher, and uh, um. Ugly on the inside, Yunel Escobar, and uh, you've got both um, uh, Greg Minton, who is truly a horrific-looking individual, and uh, oh, by the way, Killer B has left the chat. Oh, he's back. He's having. He's having <laughs> Even I knew Bull Durham. He said, "I'm sorry. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. It's been a long day. I've been drove seven hours today." And your catcher was uh, something Zupo, Frank. Zupo. Frank Zupo. All right. Well, See, I had a that. feeling with the ugly team, you were gonna you were going to reach heights that I would never even claim to try to reach. <laughs> uh just because of your extensive knowledge of baseball cards. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Well I could I could I, I could round out two two or three teams just off the top of my head. Yeah. That's so. pretty scary. Pretty yes. scary. Yes. All right, let's move on to uh, our last topic of the evening and, and uh, the topic that uh, we'll probably wind up spending the most time on in 30, 10, 30, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, we're doing our movie recast game, and this week, uh, i got to tell you, I'm thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking this is the high note. This, this, this might have to retire the, uh, retire the game, at least for a while. Uh, I know, it's so much fun. But here's the problem. I thought of so many guys with this movie that I've already picked for other movies, and I'm trying not to do any repeat picks. So it's a little difficult. But anyway, this week we're doing Goodfellas. Uh, Obviously, Goodfellas. You know, Martin Scorsese, 1990. De Niro, Liotta, uh, Pesci, uh, Lorraine Bracco. It's just just a a fucking astounding movie. And uh, we've talked about it, actually, recently. Uh, in the cornfield here, uh, when we were ranking our uh, our uh, Scorsese films, and I think we both picked it number one, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, and I think my only criticism of the movie was how annoying Lorraine Bracco was, <sighs> which may which may come up in, in in this conversation. So we're going to recast <laughs> Henry Hill is played by Ray Liotta. We're going to do Karen Hill is played by Lorraine Bracco. Jimmy Conway is played by Robert De Niro. Uh, Tommy DeVito is played by Pesci. Paul Cicero play, is played by Paul Servino. Um, <laughs> this is the greatest thing. <laughs> I love Billy Batson is played by Frank Vincent. Uh, Morris Kessler, played by Chuck Lowe. And uh, Spider, <laughs> Spider, who is played by... Ma- I got a good Spider. Spider is played by Michael Imperioli. And uh, Stax, who is played by Samuel L. Jackson. I, I, I think we're going to start off with Stax because... He's the most minor character, I think, on this list. And there are several minor minor characters on this list. Spider's a, a, mar, a minor character. Billy Bats actually has, you know, something happens in the movie with Billy Bats that is a driving force in the movie. But generally, the guy's got 10 minutes of screen time. Not even. Not even. So I figured let's start with stacks. And I'll have you go first because uh, I'm hoping it's better than mine. Before before I do this, uh, uh-huh. do, do, do you care? Do you know the story behind the real story behind the, all this stuff? Sure. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, just 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 checking because we're going to touch on some of these things. Um, what okay, but here's here's something though that I want that I want you to think about, and it doesn't have to be tonight, but in the future with these, we're recasting the characters in the movie. Right. We're not recasting the people that the character was based on, or you're not specifically recasting somebody just because of the actor that played them. You're recasting a character. Which is why you you recasted a character with the Major League Baseball Committee on Steroid Investigation at one point. Exactly, exactly. Right. Okay. So so, so anyway, that's just something I'd I'd like you to think a little bit more about in the future. Um, Although, believe it or not, one one of these guys I picked just because I was like, well, he kind of looked like that guy. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so uh, you know, but but yes, I do know I do know the story behind it, and and the film, while not being hundred um, percent, you know, to 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 the facts of uh, of exactly what happened, including the death of Billy Bats, most likely. Mm. Uh, um, we it's pretty is it, is pretty damn close. Okay. 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 So Stax, what happened to him in the movie is pretty much exactly what happened in real life. Yes. Uh, okay. He was the, he was the getaway guy. He was supposed to destroy the van. They were they were waiting for him to pull up at at uh, at um, uh, Paul Cicero's whatever his real name is his uh, his chop shop to destroy the van, and instead he decided to. You know, get high, go to his girlfriend's house, fell asleep at his girlfriend's house. They found the van. They found a footprint that was stacks, and they found fingerprints. And the, and so he had yeah. to get. And basically, he was going to bring down the whole operation. Yes. So, so I, I he had to be killed. To... He had to be killed by Tommy. Right. So so to me, this was a, a sort of a very easy thing. Here's a guy who was uh, invited along to participate. Um, had a had a bit of a role, uh, and uh, because of his uh, his waywardness, ended up fucking it all up, and that was the end of him. Uh, right. So so I went with uh, with uh, Josh Hamilton. Oh, okay. So I could have gone with Strawberry. I could have gone with Gooden, but I promised I wasn't going to do what I do. So <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> the difference is Strawberry and Gooden. Will always be loved right. somewhere. Josh Hamilton has worn out his his welcome, and 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 like Stacks, you know. And this what happened the other day with surgery with with uh, with him was just another thing. It's like, well, this guy is just done, and uh, and it's terrible and it sucks. But you know, here's a guy. Well, you know, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad that people think badly of him because of his injuries. Um. I, I, maybe you don't, but uh, but I, I I mean this this last surgery that you know you know he his season's done. Uh, he just had a uh, what knee surgery? Yeah, yeah. What you blame that on some kind of test of character? That's fucking hurt. No, I I, I blame the way his career has fallen apart on his uh, character. The one thing okay. that was holding him together was his wife and his father-in-law, and he screwed that up too. And he's just, just every time they give him a chance, he just does something to screw it up. 
and and, uh, and at, at a certain point, he's got to go. And so I picked, I picked Josh Hamilton. Okay. Well, Sax, the character in the film, and the real guy were both music, musicians, right? Oh. Did, did you know that about Sax? Yes, I knew he was a real musician. That's how he was hanging out with the guys. He was that's how he. That's how he met uh, Tommy. Everybody likes that. He was. He was he was a street musician and uh mm-hmm. and he actually formed a band at one point and and um uh, he uh then started doing some credit card fraud with, with, with Tommy and got involved in several of the heists and stuff like that. And that's kinda how So I started looking at musicians, baseball players that were musicians. And here's where I got nowhere. I mean, there are, there are a bunch of guys that are musicians, you know, like Bernie Williams. and I'm not going to pick Bernie Williams to play Stax. Eric Shaw was a musician. Eric Shaw. Yep. You got um, um, Bronson Arroyo. Um, yep. yep. <laughs> you even got, like, uh, you know, umpires like Joe West, things, things like that. So I decided to go a different route. I went the heroin addict route. <laughs> And you hit on it exactly, is what happened. He, instead of doing what he was supposed to do, he got high with his girlfriend and fucked everything up. And the first person I thought of was Doc Ellis. Mm. Uh, That's a good stacks if that's who you're going with. Yeah, I'm going with Doc Ellis. That's Um, a good stacks. Uh, just because, just because of the, the story before his no, before his no no, um, uh, he went and got high with his girlfriend. It was uh, LSD. His friend's girlfriend. His friend's girl. Okay, his friend's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they were doing other stuff, but uh, he had just taken LSD before the game and and missed the whole day uh, doing what he was doing, and uh, wound up having to show up at at at, at, at the game. Uh, still high on L- LSD, so and, and want to put you in a no-no. Um, so you know, the parallels aren't perfect, but uh, but that's that's what I'm going for. I'm I'm going I'm going with Doc Ellis. Okay. Yeah. I I if I had thought of Doc Ellis, I would have gone with him. So I I, I dig that. Okay. Cool. You All right. Uh, you want to pick uh, the next guy to uh, to talk about? Uh, I, I, uh, can we get spider or you have a good, you said you have a good spider. I think I have a good spider. All right. I we could I, skip spider. What's that? We could, we could skip until later if you have a good one. No, no, no. I'll go right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, you want me to go first this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back to back. I'm going to try to do things a little differently tonight where I'm just going to tell you the guy and then I'm going to explain why I told you, tell you the guy. Because when I tell you the guy for, for spider right away, he's not going to make much sense. Mm -hmm. But then when I tell you why, you're going to be like, huh, all right. Okay, so the guy that I'm going for, for Spider, as played by Michael Imperial, is is, uh, Robin Ventura. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And the reason why I'm picking Robin Ventura is, um, besides his illustrious baseball career and his hitting streak in college and and stuff, what, what what is he known for? The the uh, the fight with uh, Nolan Ryan, getting his ass handed to him by by <laughs> Nolan Ryan. Okay. Right. <laughs> so basically, he messed with a guy, Nolan Ryan, who uh, was going to be a who was going to be a made man. Okay. A Hall of Famer. 
you know, you know, you know, uh, in base in baseball and in, in organized crime, there's the Hall of Fame, and then there's you know you be made a made man. Um, Tommy wasn't a made man, but he was going to be made a made man, or that's what everybody thought. So you don't mess with a guy like that. And he did mess with a guy like that. And what did Tommy do? Tommy ended. Yeah. And same thing with Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan was a, was going to be a made guy. He was going to go into the Hall of Fame. What's Robert Ventura do? He messes with him. Nolan Ryan takes him out. In pretty much the only way in baseball that you can take a guy out that's akin to, you know, killing him. <laughs> okay. So, so at first glance, it doesn't really make much sense. Robin Ventura is my spider. Okay. Um, Mike, um, I was going to go with somebody else, but I'm going to let you pick... Uh, somebody first, and then I'm going to tell you what I was going to go go with. Okay. So the guy I'm going to go with, you you might not have known him, uh, Spider. Okay, <laughs> that's good. I'm looking at Brody's. As I'm going with a, a guy who um, you may remember as uh, as an all-star outfielder with a somewhat of a short career named Yvonne Calderon. Okay. Do you know who Yvonne Calderon is? I do, yes. Yeah. Yvonne Calderon. I don't know why you're picking him. Joe B said uh, Spider is Batista, but uh, we both picked Batista last week for, uh, or two weeks ago for uh, um, Harry Ellis in Die Hard because, because they're both douchebags you want to punch in the face and they had the, the light trimmed beard. So. Well, that's okay. You can have actors more than once. You can um, have players more than once. I'm trying not to. Okay. Okay. Well, if it fits, I have no choice. But uh, the the reason the reason I picked Yvonne Calderon is he was he was a quiet guy. Okay. Went went about his job. Um, you know, played until he was about thirty. He was an all star one year. Had power. Hit two ninety one year. Hit three hundred another year. Hit twenty eight home runs one year. Hit forty something doubles another year. And then sort of went by the wayside. But that has nothing to do with why I picked Yvonne Calderon. Played for Chicago, right? He played for the White Sox and the Expos. Um, And uh, not much to him. He was a Puerto Rican player. Okay. There was something interesting about Yvonne Calderon that most people don't know. And it's the only reason I picked him. He was shot in the foot by Joe Pesci? Close. He he was actually in a bar and was shot and murdered in Puerto oh, Rico. Okay. <laughs> and 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 that's the only reason I picked Ivan Calderon. It's because he was shot and killed in a bar. Okay. He was murdered in a bar. <laughs> I was you know, believe it believe it or not, that was one of the things that I was gonna start looking into. But right. when I, when I when I Got with the you don't mess with a made man or a guy that's going to be a made man. I, I, uh-huh. I, just, I got stuck with Ventura, but uh, but that's good. That's good. So, I like so that. uh, I, I'm not really sure how to go with that because, like you said, he was a minor character. But try to find somebody else in a major league player who was murdered in a bar. There's that one guy. Oh, wasn't it? Uh, was it Van Lingo Bungo? Wasn't he? Wasn't he killed in a bar in Cuba? Or oh no no, he was shot in a bar in Cuba, or somebody something like that. 
I, I wouldn't dare soil the name of Van Lingo Mungo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So wow. So now now you get to pick. All right. Um. All right. So I guess uh, so we did a. Uh, we've done we've done a couple of the lower characters. Let's pick another one. That's uh, let's let's do uh, Morris. Uh, Kessler okay. is played by Chuck Lowe. Uh, I'm, you, I'm glad you, you're going to go first. You're going to okay. go first. There's there's so many reasons why I picked the guy that I picked. Okay, do you know the guy who played Morris Kessler in the movie? Chuck Lowe. Do you know who Chuck Lowe is? He's an actor who played Morris Kessler in. No no, no 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 no. He's not an actor. He I know he's. Go ahead. Yeah, he was. He, uh, uh, he but I mean, he he has acted in a bunch of stuff since then. But uh, but, but he knew De Niro through something another. He, he was like. Robert De Niro's realtor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so I looked and I said, okay, realtor. What else do we know about Morris? He he's he's a loudmouth Jew, right? Mm-hmm. What else do we know <clears throat> about Morris? Well, well, he's not only the president. Right, he's also a client. He's and also a client. He, he ended up losing all of his money, and he trusted De Niro with his money. Right. So I thought real estate Jew lost all of his money by trusting somebody. I went with Fred Wilpon of the Mets. Ooh, wow! Who, who lost all of his money? See, he made off. Now, you, now you're talking my game. Now, now you're thinking outside the box there, Colonel. Right. I, I like I like this. I like this pick a lot. Right. Now, what would really be? I, I have no idea what Fred Wilpon looks like. But does he does he wear a toupee? No, no. But he okay. but he but he is in real estate. <laughs> okay. But that was Chuck Lowe, the actor, not not Morris yes. Kessler, the, yes. the 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 the, uh, the character who was who uh, owned a. Um, uh, a uh, well, he owned two things. He owned a, a, a male, a, a men's salon, and also a uh, um, a hairpiece company. I think both of them were called Just for Men. Um. Well, I I, I don't remember. I remember the commercials. So jumping well. in the pool. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but there actually was a mobster named named Morris Kessler, and that's why they used the name Morris Kessler. His name wasn't really Morris yeah. Kessler, um, and uh, but there was a mobster who was actually murdered, uh, named uh, named uh, Morris Morris uh, Kessler. Okay, so, so I went I with I strictly went with Toupee. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Morris, and uh, and, and, and you can't just, I can't get that ridiculous toupee out of my head. And um, um, in looking it up, and, and, and I knew this guy was known for his hair, or at least for his hair products. Oh my god! Uh, but Joe Pepitone actually had, and 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 Jim Bowden um, wrote about this in Bowl Four. He actually had two toupees, one that he wore every day, and one that he called his game piece. That was that he wore under his base uh, uh, under his baseball cap, and uh, and in ball four he wrote that um, that uh, several times uh, his cap would come off and his hairpiece would come off with it. <laughs> okay. Which to me is just fucking brilliant. And I know that Morris Kessler was 
a Jewish guy and whatever, but, but just Pepitone also kind of being, you know, you know, New York Italian and everything like that. I, I don't know. I, I, I just was, I, I was loving thinking about Joe Pepitone as, 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 uh, as, uh, Morris, the guy with the hairpiece. Oh, geez. I try to stay away from Joe Pepitone because he, he posed nude in a magazine. <laughs> and I was just like, this guy's just way too out there for me. Um, yeah. But uh, I, um, I I like it. I, I, Good. I, I, okay. I, think I, I think I like more a little bit better. Okay. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's then go on to Billy Bats, who's played by Frank Vincent, because right. you believe you nailed it. Uh, I went with a guy that I'm not really happy with. I was struggling with it and whatever like that. Uh, Billy Bats was an asshole. Um, loud mouth. Basically, what got him killed was his fucking mouth. Uh, you know, he, he he and like I said, the incidences in the movie is a little bit different than 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 what they said probably happened. You know, he he was just coming out of jail. He was at a uh, Henry Hill's um, a bar in uh, mm-hmm. Queens, uh, and he was having a little party. He was trying to impress some people, so you know, he decided to pick on Tommy. Uh, you know, saying, you know, I remember when you had your shoe shine box, and you know, you know, you know, it's your fucking shoe shine box, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Tommy took it as disrespect, and and they wind up killing him. Uh, the true story was probably that uh, um, Jimmy Burke actually murdered him. Jimmy Burke ordered it right. because right. because because uh, he had uh, uh, he had taken over uh, Billy Bats's uh, numbers racket while he was in in jail and Bats came out, wanted his, you know, was complaining to the Gambino family and whatever like that, you know, want, you know, wanted his, uh, wanted, wanted his, his racket back. And, mm-hmm. and so, and, and, and so he wound up, he wound up killing him. Um, but anyway, I digress. So I went with a guy who was an asshole and a loud mouth and it was his mouth that got him into trouble. Oh, and I'm, I, I went with John Rocker. As Billy Bats. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really, really good one. Okay. Uh, uh, um, I'm a little, I'm a little affected because of something you said earlier. But I, I, I'm hoping you can make an exception. Okay. Oh, about uh, using yeah. people that we picked before. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking of a guy who was a bit of a show-off, maybe a bit of a loudmouth, uh, who started to piss people off with his antics and recently got clocked in the face for it. Jose Batista? And I went with Jose Batista. Okay. But but not only that, who, which character are we doing? Billy Bats. And what's, Joe, uh, what's uh, Joe. Jose Batista's nickname? A terrible nickname, Joey Bats. You're telling me you couldn't put Joey Bats and Billy Bats together? <laughs> I'm not even thinking of guys that 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 I uh, uh, that I picked before because I don't want to. Plus, okay. I don't really see it. I don't. I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure that I, I. I mean, I see the Joey Bats and Billy Bats. You know. You know. Okay. Uh, okay. And you know, uh, he's he, he he's a bit of a 
I don't know if uh, I don't see him as being the loudmouth like uh well, like the bat flip like, is the bat flip is 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 what led to all of this crap. I told you before a million times I got no problem with that fucking bat flip. It was at a huge point in a postseason game. And wait, wait, wait. It, I don't have a problem a, either. The Rangers no. have a problem with it. Okay. And 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 actually Jesus Brody has a good Billy Bats Bryce offer. <laughs> He has what? He has, he has a good Billy Bats. He picked Bryce Hopper for Billy Bats. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, too. Um, yeah, yeah. But nobody's had their huh. mouth more, got themselves more in trouble than, than John Rocker. Yeah. That, that, and that's, and that's kind of why I, I went that way. So I can totally see why you went with your guy. Uh, and I'm going to stick with my guy. Okay. But his All name right. is Bats. How do you not see that? <laughs> of course, I, like I said, I saw it. I'm not picking guys that I've already picked. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know. Okay. Okay. I mean, you you certainly can. I'm not. Um, well. All right. So we've got Henry, Karen, Jimmy, Tommy, and Paul Cicero. So you get to pick who you want to talk about next. I have Paul Cicero because I have the absolute worst. Okay. I got a pretty good Paul Cicero. So I'm, uh, since, but you go first. Yeah, I, I have a terrible, terrible one. Um. And uh, I, I was trying to find somebody who was quiet, who was a leader, but who had a volatile temple. Because the real guy, Paul, was a was a lunatic, or like a right. really crazy, you know, tempered, hot tempered guy. But the character in the movie was not. The character in the movie was 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 very was very even tempered. Right. Uh, as played by Paul Sorvino. Right. So I wanted to find somebody that was a little bit hot-tempered. I'm telling you, I cashed this one in. The two guys I went with, I couldn't decide, uh, was Lee Elia, the manager of the Cubs. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, But I went with Lou Pinella only because I was looking at, you know, the fact that he was dark-haired, and, you know. Okay. But, but I don't like it, so I might as well just leave that one blank. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw out somebody and... I'm just going to ask you: Wouldn't you, couldn't you see Joe Torre playing Paul in the movie? Yes, that's perfect. That's my guy. Uh, uh, you know, he, he was almost kind of like a quiet, kind but dangerous oh. uncle or grandfather. That's perfect. And I kind of went with a, very much so in this case the physical re- resemblance. The big Italian nose, the big, you know, the, the the bright eyes, the you know, just just everything about Tori and at least you know Sorvino as he looked in that movie. Um, to, to to me, he was the first. He was he was the first person that I picked out of out of all these. And and, and a couple of days ago, you wrote to me that you were having a hard time with Paul, and I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. Because I thought if I said, oh, I picked you know like somebody right away, I thought you might jump on it as well too so well no actually and brody here picked um picked uh tony la Russa, who was actually on my list yes um, he was a guy definitely definitely there too yeah but it but, but i think Tori, i think Tori just the whole quietness yes and, and everything you know uh quietness and and the leadership yeah yep 
You know, right. So we've got now the big, Fuck. you know, the, the the big four in the movie. Um, I gotta get better at this. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, Tommy DeVito. Now you know what? Let's let's get Karen Hill out of the way. As okay. Played by Lorraine Bracco. Okay. Because for some reason I'm thinking we might have the same choice here. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Okay. I've told you when we first talked about this movie. Uh, several weeks ago, that my one problem with the movie was how annoying Lorraine Bracco was as as Karen. It's something I almost can't get past. I I don't consider her to be a good actress, although she was pretty good in The Sopranos. I'll give her that. She was in a movie. Did you ever see a movie called uh, Hackers? With uh, with um, it was one of Angelina Jolie's first movies. I don't uh, think so. Uh, uh, a movie that doesn't age well, let's put it that way, uh, from from uh, from the '90s about uh, about computer hackers. But anyway, oh, like the, the net with Sandra Bullock is like oh yeah, kind of like that, kind of right. like okay, that. where you're like oh, terrible. Right, right. But anyway, uh, Lorraine Bracco was in that movie, and she, oh, she's just a ter- terrible actor. She was in a movie called Medicine Man with uh, with yeah, Sean right. Connery. Oh, that yeah. was terrible, absolutely. That's been terrible. And by the way, Trey 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 Griffey was at that Seattle game tonight. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, so anyway, so I just chose to focus on annoying, and I'm going to tell you who who I picked, and <laughs> and I think you'll you'll probably agree, uh, Susan Waldman. <laughs> And also, kind of for the very New York, New York accent, you know. uh, Of all the things that I that I've seen, you know, (laughs) just just the thing with 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 Roger Clemens. Uh, Oh my God! So I I literally cannot listen to a Yankee game on the radio because of Susan Walton. <laughs> can you? What did he just say? Lorraine must. Uh, Lorraine must suck a mean dick to keep getting those parts. Well, yeah, she sucked Harvey Keitel's dick because they were dating for like you know ten years. Oh god. Oh good lord, that's good. Oh my god. All right. So who do you got for uh, for uh, Karen Hill? I. I I put so much time into this. <laughs> okay. And I and I and it's you know I'm embarrassed. I feel like I, I, I worked for six months on a science fair project and, and, and you just walked in and said, you know, I can make a car fly. Like <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh God. All right. So oh Jesus. Anywhere to stop the recording, so I left it. I got, I just got housed. Okay, so this was one of my better ones, actually. I, I thought this was pretty good. What, I, what I took a look at is, I said, well, Karen Hilsher was innocent. Everything was okay, and then, and then she got mixed up with the wrong guys, you know, right. and things started to go downhill. And then drugs came into the picture, and things yeah. went really, really, really downhill from there. Yeah. So I said, well, most people who are doing drugs, they're, they're not innocent. Most people who are around drugs, they're not innocent. Right. Okay. And I don't think 
we saw her doing drugs throughout the entire movie. But, you know, she took whatever money the drugs would bring in. You know? Sure. Brings in, right? So I went with Dick Hauser. Because Dick Hauser's life started off okay. Okay. Then he, then he got mixed up with the Yankees. And uh, started to get into brawls with George Steinbrenner. I don't know if you know Dick Hauser. He used to hang up on George Steinbrenner. Uh, when Steinbrenner used to call, you know... I support that. Yeah, and he was one of the few people that would basically tell Steinbrenner, go go screw yourself. Didn't Dick Hauser die of brain cancer? Yes, yes. Okay. But Dick Hauser was also the manager of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. And do you remember the scandal with the Kansas City Royals? They were... were, a bunch of cokeheads, you know, Willie Mays Aikens. Was that part of the Pittsburgh thing or just Kansas City? Yes, it was the same thing with uh, Pittsburgh. and, and okay. but, but the thing is, four guys on the Royals actually went to jail. Wow. Actually, yeah, during, yeah, in the offseason, Willie Mays Aikens, uh, Willie Wilson, Jerry Martin, and I forget who the fourth one was, actually went to jail. Wow. Okay. Uh, and what did Dick Hauser have to do with that? He was the manager. Okay. So he was surrounded by, you know, people who got mixed up and got sort of, you know, you know, dragged down by Guilt, it. Guilty by association. Uh, well, you know, you know, you were by the way, uh, guys. by the way, Jose Fernandez, bottom of yes. the fourth, still a no hitter. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, but like I said, I put a lot of time in. I saw the similarities between between okay. him and Karen. Uh, innocent, you know, just, you know, surrounded with the wrong people. Great rack. Life just got worse and worse. <laughs> great rack. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, great William, rack. William Mays Aiken at one point hand, handed her a a, a, a bloody uh, a handgun. Handed uh, Dick Hauser a bloody handgun. What what am I going to do? I was kind of turned on. <laughs> I'm going to tell the truth. I was kind of turned on. Right. If you want to talk rock, uh, we're gonna now, rock. now you're never gonna you're never gonna hear Karen Hill, Lorraine Bracco without thinking of Susan Wallman, are you? No, that's that's just simply phenomenal. It is. All right, so we got the big three left. We've got Tommy, Jimmy Conway, and Henry Hill. Uh, it's your choice to pick. Your turn to pick one of them. I'm getting fucking schooled here. This is bad. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Tommy DeSimone, with Tommy, okay. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Okay. Do you, do you know the real reason why he was shot, by the way? Um, well, nobody exactly does. Um, uh, no, but, they exactly do know why. Well, it was because he had killed somebody else nope. in the Gambino crime family. Nope. Uh, okay. Go ahead, fine. Because he tried to rape Karen Hill. Well, yes, that was part of it too, Tommy D. Simone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still don't think that's why he was killed. No, I he was think mur- I, he was mur- right. He was actually murdered for, because he murdered Billy Bats. Billy Bats. They, but they're not even really sure about that. But he had murdered somebody else in the Gambino crime family, and so it was either the Billy Bats thing or or this other guy, this other uh, mate man. But they they let him get away with the Billy Bats thing. Uh, but and th- they were never even really sure that that until Henry Hill wrote the book that 
that that I mean they knew they kind of knew that that it was that that uh that they had killed Billy Bats, but um you know the body was never found. Uh, uh, nobody talked back then. So, but once he did that thing with Karen Hill, they said, well, you know what, he's not a made guy, so we can take him out. Right. And wouldn't they did? <laughs> But uh, but I had I had a really hard time, believe it or not, with this one. I had a hard time with a lot of these. So I I, I wanted to pick somebody who was a short guy, who was a hothead, who okay. just went who just went one step too far and had to get whacked. Okay. And um, and uh, I went with Wally Backman. Okay. Okay, because the story with Wally Backman, you know, he 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 was actually named the Diamondbacks manager, and then they found out that he was Diamondbacks uh, or Mets. What? Di- Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Okay, right. Yeah, he was named the Diamondbacks manager, and then they found out that he uh, had a DUI, that uh, he was bankrupt and lied about it. Uh, just right. To, just had a whole bunch of shit about him that, that he lied about. And uh, and he um, never got a major league uh, managerial. Uh, yeah, he was coaching, job. I think right after that, he was coaching the Coney Island Brooklyn uh, Cyclones. Uh, he, well, I, I know um, he, uh, he he's actually was calling, he was the double A Mets. Um, and then he now is the coach of the, uh, the manager of the AAA Mets in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, he has never gotten a managerial job. He interviewed for the Mets job, but that went to the current guy, Terry Collins. But uh, when right. I looked at it, he was a loudmouth, short guy, hothead, liar, and he finally got busted. Right. And that's the best I could come up with. Yeah. I, I had a hard time with this one, too. Um Tommy. But basically, 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 what I settled settled in with was um, the reason why Tommy was going to be a made man was because of the family that he came from, not necessarily because of his expertise. It was really his father and and you know his his uncles and stuff like that. That's why he was going to be made a, a, a made man. Even from the very beginning in the movie, when we see him as a little kid, um, you know, uh, you know, he's part of Paul's family, to, you know, to, to say the least, you know, to, 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 to put it, to put it simply. Right. So I was looking at a guy, trying to look at a guy that was, that was a legacy MLB player, meaning that, his father or somebody related to him would have been a made guy or a Hall of Famer. But then he was a fuck-up for whatever reason. So I came up with Dale Barra. Oh, God. Good. Uh, um, you know, obviously Yogi Berra's son. Um, he was part of the, you mentioned the Kansas City drug stuff. Drugs. He was part, he was, he was part of the Pittsburgh drug stuff. Yep. Uh, and, and, I, and I don't know why, but I always remember Dale Berra as being the guy, being one of the two Yankees, uh, the double tag out at home plate. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, you know, uh, I, it was it was him, and I forget who who the other guy was, but uh, you know, coming 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 home and and following hot on the heels of the guy on third. You know, he was on second and uh-huh. single, and and uh, and for some reason, besides the run through a stop a stop single a signal from third base coach, and and so they tag out the first guy, and surprisingly, the catcher tags out you know, Dale Barra, and it was just a real low point in in the eighties for the Yankees. Um. But that, the drug stuff, uh, the fact that he was could have been a made guy, even the son of <laughs> even being the son of uh, of Yogi Berra, I won't right. Dale Berra. Yeah, I, Dale Berra was actually a pretty decent baseball player at one time, minor league yeah. baseball yep. player at, at one time. Uh, but that's a lot of pressure, you know, to uh, catch up, catch up. To, um, sure, sure, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't. You got a name uh, like you got a name like Barra, and you eventually wound up playing for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of pressure there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of pressure there. But he was he was definitely one of the one of the big guys in, in the in the Pittsburgh drug drug trials too. So, yep. it was Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Kansas City, right? That's correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. The three team, um, three team three teams that they really focused on. Oh boy! Oh, all right. So, all right. So we still have Henry Hill and Jimmy Conway. Um, let's go with uh, uh, Jimmy Conway first. Um, okay. And then we'll, we'll we'll finish up with uh, the main character, Henry Hill. Jimmy Conway um, was played by De Niro. You're gonna win this one. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, you could actually pick. You could actually pick Mr. Brody here up. And be better than mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Jimmy Conway, when you really think about it, with the group of people that they working with, you know, Paul was the boss, but Jimmy Conway was the brain. Was was the brains? Uh huh. You know, uh, dangerous became paranoid and whatever like that. But right. I started to look at somebody that was maybe dangerous. Um. Um. He was also the kind of guy that had no problem. Taking his friends out, mm-hmm. his teammates out. Um, I went old school with this one. I picked Chick Gandel from the uh, from the Black Sox scandal. Uh, Chick was the was 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 the brains of that operation. Um, he had met um, Sporty Sullivan a couple of years prior when he was playing for another team. I forget which team he was playing for. Um, okay, but he was the guy that the gamblers went to, and he was the guy that had to bring in the players, whoever he said, to, to, to throw the World Series. Um, so really, he didn't give a shit about the other players on the team. You know, he brought in the guys that he wanted to bring in. Um, and honestly, didn't even really give a shit about the guys that he brought in because he was getting 35000 out of the out of the total 100000 Um So he was kind of all about him. You know, the money was all going to going to him. You know, right. um, um, but also a pretty dangerous guy. He was he was a amateur boxer, uh, especially for baseball back then. Big guy, six foot two, two hundred and something pounds. Um, you know, uh, good with his fists. Uh, they said smart. 
a, a, a lot of reasons, but, uh, but, but but for all those reasons, I went with Chick Handel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're we're having a hard time with this one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get him quick. Um, God, Brody writes DiMaggio for uh, for Jimmy Conway. That's even better than mine. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know what, what I say what? about that though? Two Italians. Two Italians. Well, the, oh, the, by the way, Ryan, the guy Ryan Braun just crushed, crushed another home run today. Yeah, I, uh, I I I haven't seen any baseball today because I've been on the road all day. So here's um, here's who I picked. Um, I looked at him, uh, Jimmy Burke, Jimmy Conway, as being a person of massive ego, massive hubris, and basically just bullied everybody to do what he wanted. Right. Regardless. And when somebody crossed him, he did whatever it took to eliminate them. Okay. Okay. And he, um, and that's what I thought about. Um, and especially the elimination. But he was also a really smart guy because, you know, I mean, the whole Lufthansa thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. Ryan Braun crushed two home runs today. Two home runs today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He actually, um, he actually was a really brilliant guy, you know, as a criminal, Jimmy Burke. Sure. Um, and uh, and he he actually the whole Lufthansa thing. He he did that when he was in jail. He wasn't even yeah. out, so the movie, you know, it, you know, wasn't wasn't proper because he was right. in jail when, when he ran that whole thing. Right. But um, he was the mastermind, mastermind behind it. Yes. Yes. Right. Which even though cool. some of the ideas came from Morris. Uh, some of the stuff came from Henry Hill, but uh, but he was, in fact, the mastermind. Yes. So there was a guy who was a really smart baseball man. Um, he was pushing for night games for the World Series to bring in money, um, was looking to make baseball um, more of an entertainment, uh, and uh, but he was a bully. And he was eventually, um, you know, taken down. Uh, but he, but as soon as anybody would cross him, he just did whatever he wanted to do. So Charlie I think Finley. Charlie Finley. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Charlie. That's 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 an inspired choice. I like that just as much as much as my uh, chick handle. I, I actually I probably like it better. I, I think that's a great choice. So I picked Charlie Finley. Um, okay. Okay, so I'm so glad you like it because I, I'm getting housed here. I mean, oh, it's bad. Come on, it's pretty. It's pretty even. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you. I'm sure you're going to pass me on our last choice, which is Henry oh, Hill. I'm going to do last licks on that. Right. So, well, I mean, that's that's how we've been going. So, um, right. why don't you give me your Henry Hill? Is played by Ray Liotta. Okay, so when I when I take a look at Henry Hill, um, I look at him as a guy who I would say he was a really lucky guy in life. Okay. I really would. I think he was a really lucky guy. For a guy who had very few redeeming qualities, he had a lot of luck his way. Huh? Okay? Um, he happened to have moved, his family moved across the street from where there was all that 
crazy business going on, and that got him started. And then, you know, he was brought in, uh, and you know, to the to the business. And you know, when things got, you know, got really, you know, bad, he found his way out of it. You know, and he, you know, he he sort of became a famous person, regardless of all the stuff that he did. So I consider that to be very lucky. He was a drug user. Mm-hmm. So I went with a guy who. Um, you may recall, named Lonnie Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Skates. Okay. Skates. Skates. Very good. Right, right. The, <clears throat> the thing that I think about Lonnie Smith um, is he came up... Um, By the way, Lonnie Smith was on my board for uh, Stacks. Oh, really? Because I, was, okay. I was trying to think of guys with nicknames kind of like Stacks, and I, and I was right. Skates. You know, right. and anyway, so I got... Well, well, Lonnie Smith came up with uh, with the Phillies, mm-hmm. and in 1980 was on the Phillies team that won the World Series. Shortly thereafter, the Phillies, for one reason or another, took this guy um, who was full of talent and very, very young, um, and something must have gone wrong, and they ended up trading him to... Uh, um uh to uh oh god what to 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 St. Louis trading St. Louis, Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. And in his first year with the Cardinals, what happened? Nineteen eighty two. Cardinals won the World Series. Won the World Series, huh? So nineteen eighty two comes along and uh Lonnie Smith finds himself not being not being loved. Um finds himself being traded um, to Kansas City. What does he do when he gets to Kansas City? <laughs> to the World Series. In his first year. Wins the World Series. So this is a guy who in three first seasons... He's the, he's the World Series good luck charm. He's the World Series good luck. A lot of luck. Um, he actually almost you know, won another World Series. With he Atlanta. Right, the Chuck Knobloch play. Chuck Knobloch, yeah. yeah. Right? So, so that's exactly right. So he spent a lot of years in Atlanta. So, but he's the only person in Major League history to have three rings in one decade with three different teams. So Wait, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto didn't play Atlanta in the World Series, did they? No. No, so she's saying the Chuck Knobloch play. The no, uh, Chuck, Minnesota. Okay, right, right, right. Minnesota, right. Right, right. In other words, which, uh, he was running at the third base, and he would have scored the winning run. But right, Chuck yes. Knobloch did the fake throw and faked him out, and, and he stopped and put the brakes on. Right, yep. Yeah. All right, so he would have had four rings with four different teams. Um, so Dave Stewart has three rings with three teams. He would have had four rings with four teams. Um, but uh, not only that, the other similarity between him and uh, um, and uh, Henry Hill is he was lucky. He was a drug addict, um, Lonnie Smith, very, very, very big drug user, and sort of got away with it. So that's how I pick. Ended up picking Lonnie yeah. Smith to play Henry. Hill. Okay. See, I don't think that Henry Hill got away with it. I mean, you know, he wound up going down because of his drug because of his drug use. Uh, you know, but, if you say get away with it, he wound up in in uh, you know protective custody, which he eventually got out of because you know uh, he's an attention money seeking whore. Um, but to me, what I try to focus on with with, with Henry Hill was. I guess I'm saying get away with it because he wasn't murdered and he didn't go to jail. 
Oh, okay, okay. Um, which very few uh, uh, major league players do, but you know, that's besides <laughs> the point. That's besides right. the point. Uh, I, I tried to focus on uh, Henry Hill as being brilliant as a younger man who was taken, who, who was eventually taken down by drugs, by drug use. And you actually mentioned him earlier, so I'm just going to say who I, I picked. I picked Doc Gooden. Uh, <sighs> Doc Gooden was uh, uh, absolutely on his way to being a Hall of Famer, um, you know, when he was a young man with the Mets. Um, Henry Hill, uh, with his involvement in the, in the Lufthansa heist and, and, and everything that he did in Jimmy Burke's gang, what, he was on his way you know, maybe he couldn't be a made man because he was half Irish, half <laughs> Irish, half, half Italian. Right. But he was on his, on his way to being, you know, in that world, a Hall of Famer. And then the drugs took him in. And, you know, he started messing around with uh, Debbie Mazur and, and, uh, and uh, you, know, uh, you, know, you know, getting popped, you know, for, uh, for, uh, for drugs. Even though, even though Paul, Paulie, didn't want him getting involved in drugs at all. They weren't they weren't that kind of family. You know, they didn't do that. They didn't do that kind of things. But Henry Hill did do it behind Paul's back. <laughs> and and just like it ruined Henry Hill's life, it ruined Doc Gooden's life. Um so I you know I, I and, and 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 believe me, I went I think Strawberry had a few more highs and I'm talking baseball highs. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, after his drug issues, then uh, then then uh, uh, Doc Gooden did. Doc Gooden, of course, had his no his, his no hitter with the Yankees. Uh-huh. Um, but he wasn't really a factor in 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 their World Series in '96. Um, uh, whereas Strawberry was a factor in '98 and '99. Um. So I went with a guy who had all this great promise in his youth and blew it away, or let me say, blow it away. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, uh, a better way to say, uh, you know, you know, put it up his nose. <laughs> that, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Strawberry um, has rings with the with the Yankees. Who? Strawberry and Cone have rings with the Yankees. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. G- Gooden does not. His his no hitter was in ninety five. Ninety seven. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, it was, did, did, no, I thought it was I thought it was ninety six. Was it ninety? I'm not sure. But for some reason, he's not listed as having a ring on okay. Baseball Reference. What years did the Yankees win the World Series? 96, 98, 99, 2000. Well, he was on the Yankees in 96. He he wasn't on the postseason roster, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a ring, right? He he could get a ring just from being yeah. on the team, right? I mean, they give the right. trainers a ring. Yeah, no, he pitched his no-hitter in 1996, but I think oh, okay. he, was, he, he was off, off the team later that year. Um, so he wasn't part of the part of the World Series, but I'm sh- I'm sure he got a ring. 
Yeah. Are you gonna rest? Okay. No. Well, it doesn't say it, but it just means he didn't play. It doesn't, it doesn't mean he didn't get a ring. Guys who are injured get rings even if they don't play. Right, yeah. Right. So, oh, God, what a career he could have had. What a career. What a career Henry Hill could have had, huh? As a, <laughs> as a criminal. As a criminal. Sorry. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it. There was a, And, and I, I, I knew that there were going to be some epic choices in there, and... uh uh, I think we both stepped to the plate um, uh, uh, for uh, Goodfellas. Uh, like I said, it's going to be tough to beat this one. You know, I almost picked God, the Godfather over this. And I started thinking about who could possibly play Vito Corleone or um, Sonny. And, I, and I, was just, I, started, I started actually getting nervous about it. So I was like, yeah. all right, I, I can't pick the Godfather. Oh, whoa, let me pick let me pick Goodfellas. Right. Yeah. But once you pick Goodfellas, it's that that's difficult to Yeah, that's difficult to top. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. Well, another successful show. Do you have anything else you want to add to uh No, I'm just pissed because I, I... <laughs> I, I I got schooled again. I, even Brody schooled me, and I studied it. <laughs> could have been better. <laughs> what do you think? He could have been better. Oh, the show. Uh, yeah. Maybe talking about good. But he wrote that he wanted to play. He wanted Jimmy Fox to be Henry Hill. And I said, "Why Jimmy Fox?" He goes, "Drunk." I'm like, Irish. <laughs> a drunk Irish. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Mike is is drunk and Irish tonight because he, he's spelling things like Irish with two eyes. <laughs> I, I that's, with, without an R, I mean, I know that's got two R, you know, but uh, uh. don't have contempt for the audience. <laughs> oh wow! Well, this has been a uh, long day, and I'm going to pass out. All right. So um, we'll be here next week, probably. No, we won't. Uh, no, we won't be here next week. No. Ooh, are we going to do the FanGraphs meetup? FanGraphs, yes. All right, so in New York City next week, there's a uh, Fangraphs meetup of uh, a bunch of uh, writers, uh, baseball baseball writers that uh, are, are uh, in town for some kind of analytics convention in Staten Island, so they decided to meet up at a place in Midtown, and uh, Earl and I are going to go and embarrass ourselves. I'm Earl and I. The Colonel and I are going to go and embarrass ourselves. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> his R is broken. That's what he has to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that's the funniest thing of the night so far. And well, unless you want to do a Sunday night, but uh, but yeah, we'll be able to figure something out. So um, uh, until then, you can find us here in the cornfield on Talk Show on iTunes and at JustTalkingToTheCornfield.com, um, and you can find all of our Twitter and email information there. And uh, one of these days. Uh, the ugly team uh, is going to be updated on the site with pictures and whatnot, and and you can see how truly ugly that uh, um, Jimmy Zupo. What, what's his first name? Tommy. <laughs> uh, Tommy Zupo. Oh my God! I Tommy Frank Zupo. Zupo. Frank Zupo. Frank Zupo. You can and Andy Etcha Etcha Batter. Are uh, so. Uh, until then, uh, say goodnight to the kids, Colonel. Night, night, and, and hell of a job. I, I gotta go practice. Taxes <laughs> <laughs> okay. equals Jane, Jane Mansfield. Nice. Killer B. <laughs>
Take care, guys. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.